on this episode of the Big Nasty Podcast, I have my friend Dave Cave, who I have known easily over 15 years. Uh, he was in the first iteration of DTD when we were Discard the Dead. He played bass for us. Um, yeah, we talk about his life. Uh, we talk about shows from like mid 2000s, little late 2000s. Uh, just like different stories from back in the day and stuff. Um, how we got into music or how he got into music, uh, of all types growing up. Uh, Dave was a different guy from all of us when we're like playing shows. Like he did things his own way, which is, uh, something I loved about him and still do. He's has his own unique style about himself and like just everything uh he has this infectious attitude that you just want to be around all the time and uh yeah i had uh, a lot of fun recording this uh a lot of laughs so excuse all the laughter throughout this episode it's just catching up uh with him and uh you know it's always a good time um yeah we talk about like his life uh how he joined the band playing shows with him uh some of the struggles he's dealt with with drugs, how he came out of that and uh, how he's doing now. So this takes a lot of twists and turns, but that's what happens when you talk to Dave. You go from one combo to another and we're both pretty bad at that. We just, yeah, so this can go a little off the rails from, for, from time to time, but I trust me, there is a, somewhat of a timeline that I tried creating. A lot of side stories that I think are worth the listen. Um, <laughs> one thing, if you don't know Dave, he uh, uses the term goth very loosely. <laughs> and it's really funny. Like, I I, I don't know. It's like he, Sometimes I don't know if he does it as a joke or he just calls everything goth at this point. <laughs> Anything that's like alternative whatever he just calls it goth and uh before i start this episode um i think it was like last year months ago he uh his band as i dosed myself they're a punk band you know they're like just a punk band uh but they played some thing like for in san antonio where they like played in a studio whatever uh with multiple bands and they put it on uh, Facebook or YouTube, whatever. Anyways, a person hosting it, uh, introduced them. It fucking Dave, I swear to God. I think he listed the band as goth, ska, punk. <laughs> I should have brought this up to him in the episode, but I completely forgot until literally right now. So the host says, this next band is a goth, is a goth ska punk band. <laughs> And uh, someone like commented like, "That's not goth, whatever." Like, uh, there's you can't put it all together. Like, someone's very butthurt about the term goth in the comment section of that. And then the host was like trying to defend uh, Dave's like labeling of as I dose myself as this goth scop. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, anyways, so. Check out this episode. Um, 
Hope you all like it. Hey, what's up? This is Danny. And uh, on this episode of the McNasty podcast, I am with my friend Dave Cave. Say what's up, Dave. Yes, I am the Dave Cave. Yeah. So before we start, I just want to say like uh, I'm going to start. I say this every time I record like a episode after a long break. I'm like, right. okay, I'm going to take it serious now. <laughs> but Dave is my witness right now. Why did you pick me, your least serious friend? <laughs> uh, you're pretty. Serious. You're highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deal. And then you you, uh, you talk as much as I do mm. or even more. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it peaked right now. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's true the sound wave just peaked real crazy that. so um uh, i just want to say that he's my witness with the amount of equipment i bought right that i'm really going for that manscape sponsorship oh now. my god yeah i'm ready to cash some checks as well so uh and then i don't know maybe if uh i don't know i'm gonna start putting the episodes on all platforms instead of just like uh, apple Podcasts and like soundcloud and a couple other i want to put it on spotify and other shit so that's gonna happen uh i'm the witness <laughs> <laughs> i got a new logo drawn up or a logo uh shout out to george uh what you can up, find george? them at cold pizza on instagram i think it's cold pizza tx yeah let me double check I i'm sorry dude i'm sorry <laughs> i can at edit this cold up. pizza dot tx maybe uh well yeah he has to um oh that's right you could I can edit you could follow his personal page <laughs> <laughs> so coldpizza.tx is uh the i was right clothing line yeah it is everyone um, i'd like y'all take a moment to realize how right i am he does like uh designs and shit too and he does yeah he does stuff. digital logos for people and he has his presses his own type of stuff right yeah, yeah so hit him up if you need any design work or logos very affordable. Uh, he's a he's a good homie. I've known him forever. So Dave, um, yes. I've known you since like you're 15, 14? something like that. Yeah. And just so people, uh, I like to joke that last time you tried to pull that on me in public, like I've known Dave. Dave, tell him how long we've known each other. I was like, uh, since I had my innocence. <laughs> Yeah, but like that last show you played in San Antonio, I was just like, uh, I don't even want to go. Like, I don't want to sound like an old timer. Like, well, it all started in 1977. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm just like, I'll just say a joke here. But yeah, man, I think uh, I've at least bumped into you, um, at least more than half my life ago. So it's been it's been awesome knowing you throughout the years and and all the projects you've done, and uh, how inspiring your stuff is, man. And I will say this, I have a picture of Danny before we even met at a Kitty show. Yeah, I remember and that. There's, he's in the background. So I took a picture with the lead singer of the band Kitty. And if you don't know who Kitty is, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and uh, I'll just say, I had. there's no other way. I could lie. I could lie and be like, oh, no, it was outside of a Mudvayne show. No, it was a Kitty show. And uh, <laughs> well, Sword Enemy and 18 Visions played too, so that was cool. That's our defense. That's that's my defense. <laughs> I mean, Kitty was cool until like, uh, I don't even know. Okay, look, my defense, uh, you know what's funny? Is that show is the show that like, I researched all the bands that opened for Kitty and I was like, oh, like, I didn't even know that was hardcore or anything yeah. like that. I just was like, oh, Stillborn Records and, Hell yeah, yeah. and Victory Records, all that stuff popped up. And I think that's the same show where you and Adam had printed out flyers for the shop, your mom's uh, Okay, shop. yeah, let's get some backstory real quick. Yeah. So me and Adam, uh, my, my 
mom had has a flower shop right now it's under renovations but uh she has a flower shop like where the old movie theater in far was on the north side called el capitan well we ended up buying that building like uh later on and we uh turned into a flower shop and on the side like when within the flower shop on the side uh me and adam would sell like band t-shirts licensed by like blue grape and like other like cinder block merchandising and some other ones so we had like different band shirts uh, ranging from everything like black metal to like punk, like just everything, just regular rock t-shirts and like just parody shirts and shit. And um, to get business and people to go by, we would go to concerts, print out flyers and pass out the flyers right. there. And like it would say like the name of bands, you know, the merchandise. We right. Have. I remember seeing that. Definitely Kitty wasn't on that flyer. No. But, <laughs> but uh, I just saw it just said rock band t-shirts. And uh, this is going to show how good y'all got it in the real grand valley now there was no hot topic in mccallan yeah there there. wasn't the closest one you could go to was in i believe harlingen or Brownsville. oh that's right yeah they had a hot there was one out there but like if i told my parents can you drive me to harlingen to go to the mall there back in the day at that time it sounded like we were gonna drive to like san marcos or or something i was gonna say you said los angeles san marcos yeah like you know something like it seemed ridiculous yeah um now we could just oh yeah let's go to harlingen yeah but before then even then i'm still kind of like wait why are we going to harlingen? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> no no offense to you harlingen people i just uh yeah. when i come down here i'm pretty much in hidalgo county just yeah. where my friends and family i grew up here so uh but yeah there was no hot topic there's none no yeah so problem. basically i would i went there uh not even knowing i remember it, the address said cage road so my i my parents before they moved to mccallan they we all used to live together at my grandma's house in far and she lived off Sugar Road, which down not too far from Cage Road. So they were like, oh, yeah, we know exactly where that's at. Like, this is before GPS and stuff, guys. So, like, you, you like, had to use your brain and, like, look the, at Yeah, there was no smartphones. There was nothing. Yeah. Like, we, we, you sound like super old heads saying this. Yeah. But it was true. It was, it was like, hey, what, 2000? You know what? It was like 2002 around this Yes. Time? Yeah. To all of you out there who are like, oh, they're old. Oh, they're, talk- they're talking about before GPS. Well, guess what? Try looking this good when you're our age. I dare you. But all of you that are 10 years younger than us, I dare you to look as good as we look right now. I can agree. I just get I all the We're like are arguing to no one. <laughs> I'm just eating it up. Sorry, we went back to O2. I just have to be angry. You're attacking my 10 listeners. Ooh, my bad. Tag me. Uh, Everyone's shutting the episode right now. So anyways... Uh, you're gonna say the bike story or what oh wow i mean dude there was so many times i think the first time my dad took me i think i bought a slipknot shirt from your shop and then the second time i was trying to convince my friend who lived down the street from me he was getting into rock music and stuff his parents had just bought him like a no-name guitar and and uh we rode our bikes all the way i guess if to put it in perspective um, I'm guessing the HEB on, or like where Mel Hearts is, if y'all know where Mel like Hearts is in Macau, Street, on 10th Macau, Street, yeah. all the way to basically the shop there off of like with a far international bridge, we're guys, by, Cage. Uh, we're by the Waterburgers, by the Expressway. What, the Waterburger yeah. on Cage. Yeah. yeah. So basically imagine that, like, look how cool that was. I would love to do that again someday. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, now it's cool to bike. Like now everyone bikes and it's like exercise is cool and fun. Back then it was like, why are you doing that? Like, are you psychotic? You know? So you said that you, did you, okay. I don't know if I remember correctly, but you said you rode the bike on the expressway heading over there. Or am I? Yeah. Okay. So you're yes and no. So we, we were on the feeder road from, I think we took, 
the feeder road because I only knew how to get to my grandma's house on my bike, which was off Sugar Road. So mm-hmm. like I took that whole feeder road from like uh, stilettos, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so from where like stilettos is to the feeder road to Cage was not too far. But like I remember just it was the first time I'd ever gone underneath a, a overpass expressway with as a as a bicyclist or as a walker. Yeah. You know, like we walked around and biked around all over at McAllen and stuff but never did i go like pretending i was a car <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> on a, and these are single speed bikes guys like from a garage sale these yeah. aren't anything that you cool kids our age do so uh before we go all over the place because yes. we have like so you're many, right let's you're just right. create a timeline uh yes okay so you're born in mccallan or far right or? yeah i was born in Damn, this is going to be for my autobiography, uh, my tell-all, guys. I was born in McAllen Medical Center, dude, uh, in the 80s, late 80s. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, you lived in McAllen or far? Uh, so far, um, my mom, my dad, and one of my sisters and I lived in far at, at my grandma's house off Sugar Road, which like right b- behind um, Stilettos. You just doxed your <laughs> grandma's house. <laughs> what you just like gave away like oh the exact <laughs> y'all want the i don't have the technology to pull you're like up. i don't have anything there it's fine yeah, yeah um i don't know why i'm like so secretive about it. it's actually uh you just dropped the drop pin yeah, over the podcast <laughs> anyways go but, ahead. uh Sorry. yeah so we lived there um until i was about to go to kindergarten so i would think i don't really have any memories of actually living in the house but mm-hmm. about when i was two or three that's when we moved to McAllen, like down the street from that heb by millhart's so that's and then I lived there up until I was about 19. Um, I graduated high school in McAllen and then I went to UT Pan Am. God damn it. We're going to have this. And uh, I went to Pan Am for two semesters. And then I, I moved out to San Antonio to live with my cousin and went to a community college out there. And I've kind of just been in that area more or less since then. So, uh, yeah, that's the that's the gist of it. I've only really lived in two cities when i lived in the valley for the first 19 years of my life but adam did declare recently that you're not from the valley anymore right so there, <laughs> over the years there's always this like who's who's uh who's legit who's a well now no one says poser anymore right now it's hipster so like i guess i have i, I mean i still call people poser okay yeah. well i mean people I, like, well it's funny if you call me a poser like <laughs> i'm honored like you know like <laughs> i mean i really don't care like you know I mean, as far as like right people shouldn't take it seriously it's just a stupid word yeah it does it has no it holds no water right no wait who cares everyone's a poser you know yeah exactly so it's cool like how things are reversed now mm-hmm. but anyways yeah he said something along the lines of like he tried to break some news to me you know there's cheeseman that goes yeah. back and forth uh if any article on social media comes out about san antonio people will hit me up hey dave is it true and i'm in my own bubble i don't even know what the hell's going on anywhere so i'm like uh maybe and then and then they'll people will tell me like oh my god dave did you hear what happened in mccallan that Hastings is closing down or whatever. I know that's an old story, but like, yeah. you know, so Adam broke it to me. I don't know if this is true. You all have to let me know, but that uh, house of China is closing down. And I was like, so all I could think about is how like I got sober and I went back uh, to visit. And I remember thinking it was going to be just as good as when I was like stoned all the time as a teenager. And <laughs> I thought that it was going to be just as good for $10 a buffet. And I went with a friend and his wife and his kid and I ate there and I was like, there was literally one item that I liked. So I was just telling Adam about that. And he's like, oh my God, like, 
you're not even from Macau. Like, you don't even care. Like, you know, and I was like, dude, I'm not going to miss House of China, but I will miss the commercials because they were like ahead of their time. They, they had dude. really good branding. Yeah. They were ahead of their time, bro. Their advertisement didn't didn't lure me in as a kid. It was a. Uh, it was entertaining, though. It was yeah. the it was the uh, fact that like for two dollars more, if you were at Wendy's next door it, for like two dollars more, you could get the buffet, yeah. you know, and there back then, you know, there was a Hollywood video right there so you go to hollywood video check out some movies go eat some food fill yourself up as a starving teenager and then just have one hell of a weekend um just as a side uh thing uh, i think some of the house of china commercials were done by this guy named mark vantage who's okay like a, i never knew that okay, g- okay. give me the cheese man he... give it to me <laughs> how about he... now adam huh i care so he would do a lot of like the local commercials like the yeah. d-tronics one. Oh, i love that. d-tron who did who did don't let anyone ever steal your dream i okay i don't know who sang the jingle but like <laughs> but he would like do the voiceover you know like yeah. the, the 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 commercials and shit mm-hmm. uh and like some other local businesses so that dude like in 2001 or two mm-hmm. or maybe three around there within that time frame he threw like a rock festival here called Rock Fest, and then he was nice. beefing. He was beefing with local bands from here. What? So there was a message board called uh, the Union. Back I in the remember. Day. I remember. So he would it. get on there and like start arguments with people here, and like there, like a lot you're of. Like, you're not gonna be on my festival. Yes, dude. Okay, I. I, I it sounds like <laughs> I'm. Uh, <laughs> talking like out of school here, but it's like I was there. I mean, this is old. Who cares, right? Right. But I'm sorry, I'm gonna drop names. But like, this is something that happened, and I, I as uh, someone that was just uh, as well, a you're witness. Documenting stuff. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just. You're the witness. Now. This is a beef that yeah. I saw like on there, and I was a right. kid, and I was just maybe yeah. like it wasn't as serious as it was as I thought it was, or maybe right. it was. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just stating my observation. Right. So I remember him and Joaquin, who used to sing for Fed of Me. Okay. Yeah, uh, him and Mark Vantage would like were the ones beefing really bad. Like, oh, so they were the the head of the you're initiating the, yeah they initiated beef so it was like you're either on Joaquin's side or the other well it side. was the funny thing was like i remember walking the dude with dreads yeah right? yeah the guy that sang for yeah. me and he promoted shows yeah, um yeah. well yeah he had beef with mark vantage and mark vantage was like talk shit to him and like other people right. notable people like in in bands right, like at that right. time like uh, and it was weird because it wasn't just like walking. It was like people in like in punk bands, like yeah. pr- promoters from here, you know, like at that and time he, that and were this booking. this dude that had beef with Joaquin is a dude that would do the commercials for yeah. House of China. Yeah. Dear Lord. It See, was, you know why? I, that's why I don't care, Adam. He was beefing with the guy that helped out everyone, everyone that I knew that was cool. <laughs> and then uh, I think someone, not, not Joaquin, but someone else from the scene made some stickers. I forgot who it was. Uh, they're probably yelling at me if they're listening to this. Like, yeah. it was me. It was me. Oh, my God. You fucking poser. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, be cool, man. So, um, I don't know who made the stickers, but they they made fuck Mark Vantage stickers. No way, yeah, dude. If anyone has any of those stickers, I will buy one for five dollars. I just learned how to use Cash App. Yeah, so. and I think uh, there was a most recent Facebook thing, like uh, post somewhere on that mm-hmm. cesspool of fucking social media, where you know in the public can comment and whatever, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think Mark Vantage commented something and no then someone way. from here like that goes to shows or plays in a mm-hmm. band commented back and like the beef I was like the beef is back. No way. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if it's back but like oh. there was a small dispute. So you can find this dude, right? Yeah, he's I'm sure he's on Facebook. I probably yeah. like I don't know if I should be saying his name but who cares? It's, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just stating yeah. observations things oh, that, that happened. That you know? really so, happened. That's like if someone were to talk what about us from like, back in the day. I'm like not dragging his name. Right. I'm just saying like this happened. These people did this and I'm Right, not, right. I, that's I, if someone that, yeah, that's like if someone else had a podcast. This is the type of guy that 
would like probably like try to sue me for some shit. Oh, good, yeah. good. I'm like, even, hey, just remember, I'm not saying anything. Hey, remember, but, guys, bad press is still good press. I'm sure you saw it that way. <laughs> please, there's please some other things. I'm all saying but attack the podcast. It's not even there, my there, there are some other things about him, but yeah. I'll mention off the pod. Okay, some other stories uh, <laughs> that other people. But know. if you're if you're a Patreon, you yeah, get on the all page. the. <laughs> subscribe to patreon and then subscribe I'll, to patreon I'll, I'll, Nasty podcast and you will get the saucy stories <laughs> okay we yeah. went on a whole fucking yes like, we did whirlwind of so bullshit. we were at house of china it turned into the beef zone and then uh the beef zone is that the name of the new place that's gonna be at house of china <laughs> <laughs> people are just gonna roll up and it's, it's Look, gonna be like pitch. not cholesterol free oil <laughs> let me let me pitch this idea it's called the beef zone where people just like meet, meet up and fight in like in a room, like Ooh. where people would eat, like in little dining areas, people go right. there to settle their beefs. Yeah. Right there. But you can't, you can't, it can't be a beef that you did on social media. Like it's like before you go to social media, you sign up on this other app where you sign up to go do the beef at the beef zone. It's like that, uh, that, that, that fake parody like thing where it's like, uh, like the 1-800 numbers is like 1-800. You want to talk some shit and you call someone and someone talks shit to you and they talk shit back. No way. There's, it's like, a, it's like a, it's like a, it, oh okay i was like i want to make money doing that but, it, but yeah it's, it's gonna be like that so all right we you got the beef zone out of the way the beef zone people fight in there and uh, i think we should do it there's we'll also get, some we'll other stuff Mark. if you're a patreon that we'll talk about there I, there's a story i want to bring up to danny later about the beef zone and all that but we'll talk about that later. yeah, yeah we'll, let's move okay. on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so okay where were we at okay so you're i met you when you were like 14 right 15? yeah so i was about yeah something like 13 13 I think that yeah. picture i think that picture with kitty where you're in the background before I even knew you. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if there's a way I, we do this on video or something, I can, I'm can. i going to send the picture. If you want that picture, I can scan it to you. Yeah, that's fine. Anyways. Yeah, that was when I was a, a mall goth with like red hair. Yes. Yeah. And that those are the type of people I looked up to at that age. So <laughs> <laughs> so it all worked out great. So yeah, I was about 13 when I, I guess, have a photo of you and probably like 13 and a half when I'm actually went to your shop we would have like a lot of run-ins like we used to go to the store we talked for a bit and then like it was kept it was weird because we kept like running each other as the years progressed like i remember there was one like a year later or maybe like maybe even months later uh apart from the last time i saw you i saw you at hastings yeah Uh, for people don't know uh if you're this young i'm sorry uh hastings is like a music store that uh, one of the coolest fucking music stores ever it was on 10th street and mccallan 10th and i think uh, it's like a gym now i don't know near 10th and dove area it's called uptown some shit yeah Yeah. but um yeah it was the best you missed out if you didn't for that that era that we lived in it was awesome like because we were in the i mean you could still download music and shit right but like this is where you could buy a a physical copy right Yeah. yeah this everything was the birth of social you gotta remember this is myspace era this myspace era was barely about to pop yeah that's true it was like this is pre myspace yeah and like people like would go like alternative dressed people would go and like hang out there if you were goth back then (laughs) you were at hastings if you were a poetry slam person you would go to that's right if you were a anything besides like I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was, it was Barnes type. and Noble before Barnes and Noble. Yeah, true. It was and like cooler. Yeah. And better it was and, like people that like were, were part of any type of music right. subculture aside from like the norm. Let me tell you the best part of it. 
the bulletin board on the exit where bands would put their flyers. Is that how we found you? No, we didn't. No, that's oh, not no, how, that's how we found Wolfie. That's not, yeah, that's how okay. we found Wolfie. Shout out Wolfie. We'll we have another it. Patreon story about that, about the name Wolfie, but let's, let's. <laughs> but yeah, on, the bulletin yeah. board people would post like, hey, yeah. looking for uh, members for a band, looking for a bassist, drummer, blah, right, blah. Right. And they would list, uh, well, this is what I did. I remember right. I listed bands like, right. um, that like we wanted to sound like and shit. Right. And it was cool to see sometimes like random ass, like, oh, you know what? That sounds cool. If only right. I played this or this, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah, that was like Trenton Point. I saw flyers for Trenton Point in that era. And then uh, you got to remember also, Hastings only had like a 10 year run. I think the first year it was open was the year 2000. So, like, you got to remember, I'm 12. Like, I'm literally like 10 years old when this mm-hmm. store opens, which is the birth of me. Like, totally diving in and obsessed with music and being like one day i'm gonna be in a band one day i'm gonna yeah. be in a band. i'm 10 years old and i'm already like knowing what's my future unfortunately for the past 20 years is gonna be like okay yeah. before i say mention the story right. uh, as far as running into you at hastings like okay let's we're jumping all over the place but fuck it who cares okay people, wait, people wait, will catch yeah. up and get into this okay i don't remember the, the okay well, I was going to say like, which what, one are you going to say? Cause we've bumped into Hastings so many times. So yeah. Let's, well, which I'll one say, I'll say those talk? two stories right now, but okay. I was going to ask like at what age and, uh, around when were you interested like in aggressive sounding music or anything from like right. Good question. pop culture? You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll say it right here. And right now I say that all my closest friends that yeah I've played music with know this. Maybe you don't know this, even though you're like yeah, a I, huge part of, uh, me playing music to this day is uh it started with b104 all hit music and more okay when i found out i could change the radio dial because my theo just listened at the hano station or and yeah. stuff like that and and when my family would come from monterrey and do barbecues and in, in far at my grandma's house you know it was just like you know sp- spanish music chante you know stuff mm-hmm. like that and when i found out that you could change the radio dial and my dad would listen to talk radio when I, he would drop me off at school. So I was like, wait, there's like, what? What is The this? original no. pods? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the original podcast. And then I was like, wait. And then I remember flipping through it one time and being like, what is this? And like, it's the, you got to remember, this is like early 90s where like, the like, uh, I'm trying to think like, you know, it, it's like 80s is, is fizzling out. So there's like Madonna, Michael Jackson, stuff like that. So pop music is my entry into music that I found out was not sung in Spanish. Not that I have anything against yeah, that stuff yeah. now. I've, in fact, I, I love it more now than I did back then. But that was my entryway. And then from there, I found out about because we didn't have a TV or, or we had TV with a VHS player, no cable television. I'd go to my grandma's house. She would pick us up from school while my parents were at work. And that's when I flipped through the channel. And they got a new cable package. And that's where MTV pops up. And, you know, spring break, 1998 or 99 Cancun and like all that stuff is there. I'm just like, I get introduced to the world of like, you know, Blink-182 and Offspring and, you know, those type of bands. I wanted to say corn, but I tried to stop myself, but I just said it anyway. So it's like, it's the reality. <laughs> it's just, well, that, 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 I mean, that's what was on yeah, MTV. So, yeah. You know, it's cringe now. <laughs> like y'all probably don't understand like how, like, why would someone listen to Blink-182, Osprey, Corn, and Slipknot? Like, well, that, cause that was like the heaviest thing you could find on MTV back then. You know? Yeah. We weren't, uh, how do I say it? Unless you had an older cousin or older unless like you're from like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're like, um, Cause we weren't aware of like local music at that point, right, you know, right. like we might've heard this or that, but we didn't know where shows mm-hmm. happened or we weren't like, we were just maybe too young, you know? Right. So let me put it in perspective. The first, and this is before 
you know, Napster came out in MP3 and illegal downloading. Let's put it in perspective. My first CD I ever purchased that I convinced my parents to buy me at a used record store was the Space Jam soundtrack. Nice. The second one was Will Smith, Big Willie style. Classic. And the third one was Corn Follow the Leader. Oh, like it's in oh, that order. You? Wait, wrong album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wait, you're not ready. You didn't get the first record. You got the third one. Yeah, so that that's my entryway. The more goth they looked, the more yelling, the louder the songs, the more obnoxious it sounded to yeah. my parents, the more I wanted it. Oh, hell know? yeah, that's cool. So that was my entry into, I guess, like, punk and rock i have to blame mtv like there's no other way i would have well for us at our age like at that time where we weren't uh, not a lot of stuff was accessible to us and that was like outside of the main well the thing is it's still part of the mainstream but it was like that was our that was our counterculture to like what was popular and hastings wasn't around back then so i didn't even have a a, a methods of like shifting through the cd Mm -hmm. aisles and looking at the covers and stuff so this was like you know mid 90s and uh, my two older sisters that i didn't grow up with they lived in san antonio era and i would go visit them and they had like a misfits poster yeah see the thing is yeah like like, in bigger cities they had more uh, accessibility to things like that yeah and then i would be like what's that like it just literally had the misfits skull that Mm -hmm. famous logo and i didn't it didn't say misfits or anything i was just like i just thought it was like a skull you're like it looks cool yeah i was like wow my sisters are punk or goth or whatever you know and i and they were always, you know, they were teenagers at the time and I was a, a, a little snotty. I'm the youngest of the family. So they were just like, they're not going to be like, sit down and listen to this. I only see you once a month and you need to, you know, they yeah. I wish they would have. Yeah. But I kind of over the years, um, I got a care package from one of my sisters. She went to Warp Tour like 2001 mm-hmm. and sent me like all these stickers oh, and like, shit. you know, a, a Hellcat Records poster. And I'm just like, what? What's this? You know, like. So that care package was like the coolest thing. And yeah. She took like a picture with like some 41 for those of you who like, you're like, I think is this that guy was, talking about some 41. No, cause that was us, dude, that that's when like the whole like pop punk right, thing, got, like yeah. uh, turn of the century pop punk, like blow up right. like, explosion happened. Like, like, let me give you, let me give you a taste of what, Warp Tour 2001. You can Google this. I could Dude, you know wrong. what? That, that, I think yeah. that's probably one of the last Warp Tours that was a, like a good lineup. Yeah, it was like Weezer, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. AFI was uh, on there. I think AFI, yeah. yeah. So I remember seeing it like... A uh, One Man Army... Oh, uh, dude. Another, Rancid, I think, was under too. Dude, it was, yeah. It, we can even look it up. That was a sick, oh my God, that was 20 years ago. But I get this care package, right, from my sister. And because I talked to her on the phone, I told her I was into like Blink and Osfring and stuff. And she was like, I'm going to send you some stuff that we got from Warp Tour. And she took a picture with the bass player, Cone of Sum 41. And I was like, wow, my sister knows a famous person. Like, I just thought, like, that was the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. I'd never had a family member send me a picture with a famous person of someone I liked, you mm-hmm. know? So I was so jealous and I was just like, you know, a little snotty McAllen kid just wishing that I could have gone to that, you know? Yeah. So that's my entry into it. And, and over the years, because uh, none of my, you know, immediate family listened to that type of music. What what made you want to pick up an instrument or like, uh, what was, what yeah. made you want to pick up an instrument? What was the first instrument you picked up? Yes, man. When I realized that I sucked at sports, like I wanted to be, this is mid nineties, right? So Chicago Bulls and the Houston Rockets were winning championships at the time. And I wanted to be a basketball player. I always 
wanted to be like the star or whatever. And I noticed even in like the boys and girls club or whatever league I joined, I wasn't the best player on the team. And when I found out later that like, you have to be super good. And I would watch all these like documentaries on VHS or whatever. I could see you as like a, like a Rodman type. Yeah. Yeah. Rebounder. I I wanted to be, I wanted to be the best on the team. Really like defensive player. Like, I wanted to be like the, the, the star. Right. And when I realized I'm just more of a better as a sidekick, I was like, wait, I'm not going to make it to college ball or the NBA. Like I was like, this isn't a good plan to have. So, no, yeah, it's not. So <laughs> then when you find, when you find not, not that no, if that's your no. thing, like if you're I, elite, I love sports. Yeah. Like same, I love playing yeah. sports. Like I'm not trying to bash anyone who is uh, doubting getting a scholarship. No. Yeah. If, you, if you're, if you're uh, good enough or an elite right. fucking player, <laughs> right. go for it. Yes, you know, yes. like, but try it out but or or at all like just just like what i've learned over the years is i should have not been focusing on trying to be the best or go to the nba at the age of like eight years old what i should have been doing <laughs> is just having fun so i just trying to dunk from the free throw line yeah, and yeah shit. like just have fun with it like you know like just have fun with it like athletics and sports like yeah. even if you don't make a career out of it or play college ball you like, wanted your own space jam movie <laughs> Dude, i had a space jam poster guys i had a space know? jam uh, birthday party when i was 10 oh i'm so jealous all right go so ahead. Um, yeah, so what made me want to pick up an instrument was, and also I had uh, I had asthma as a kid, so I I had like breathing problems too. So I had health issues already. So I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna make it as an athlete. So the the finding out about MTV and changing the radio dial and, and different type of music, I was like, well, these people seem like it's okay to be a rebel or not good enough. I was like, that's a good plan to have. Like I can be accepted in a in a this type of culture where do whatever you want, you know, like do whatever you want. Like, you know, back then it was more, uh, promoted, like not that they don't do it today, but like, you know, drug, sex, rock and roll. Like I was like, well, that seems cool. Like, you know, yeah. so that's what made me gravitate towards that and liking that type of music. And then picking up an instrument, um, was mainly, um, mainly that I would like kind of looked around at my middle school and was like, okay, this guy is a guitar. This guy is drums. Seems like nobody plays bass. So I was like, you know, at the time I thought like the bass player system of a down or like, you know what, uh, or like the bass player of a uh, blink 182, they made it look cool. Like being mm-hmm. a bass player. And I didn't know anything about tunings, like system of downs and drop yeah. C and blinks and standard. And you, you know? know, uh, like, I feel like uh, with people, because I know some people are like, oh, mm-hmm. I, don't play, I play guitar, but I can play bass for like real right. say bands. Right. I feel there's like people that are like for bass, you know? Right. Like, right. and I feel like how you mentioned like uh, you want to be like a star in a basketball team, right. or whatever, but you felt like you're more of like a. Right. A role player. A, yeah. yeah. And I, and, and, and being a bass player is like that. You are but that, you yeah. see like there's bands that play shows without a bass player and it's like, Oh, that sounds cool, but you're just—it just doesn't sound right, you know. Like it just—you need what the bass. Bands are playing without a bass player. No, I meant like even like when well when DTD. I think right. we played a couple of shows when we were younger, and we didn't have a bass player. And we played them. We're like, oh man, it's just yeah. kind of cool, but like, dude, we need a bass player, you right. know? Like, like and, it's and missing. Like I've become very accepting of that. As cheesy as this sounds, I'll just say it. Like I literally didn't choose bass guitar. Like it chose me. Yeah. Like I'm a product of my environment. Like there was no one who was like, I play bass. I chose it. I wanted to play guitar. Like I saw someone who had a guitar and I was like messed around with it. I was like, Ugh, I suck. Or I saw yeah, drums yeah. and I I saw my friend had drum set and I saw the prices on it. Like when I would go to Mel Hart snooping around and be like, uh what? <laughs> like there's no way my parents can buy this or <laughs> yeah, would, would buy it for me. Yeah. yeah. Unless I joined like the school band or something, yeah. but I'm not gonna be sleazy like that. So 
yeah, I I didn't really wasn't there wasn't like a sound of the bass back then that was like wow that sound is the sound I want I want to be that but yeah. it's funny you mentioned that it wasn't until years later that I realized after being in a, a couple of bands or just jamming with people that I was like I was like uh, wow I'm the role I'm the that supporting cast like the Dennis Rodman or Scotty Pippen mm-hmm. you know I don't have to be the lead singer or the guitarist that plays the coolest solo. Like my job is to make you all look cooler and sound cooler, you know? Mm-hmm. So but with not that, you all. No, I pointed no, at you. you know, like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, just in yeah, general, like when I join, when I join a band, my, my number one, my number one goal when I join a band now, um, I'm currently only in one band, which is, which is uh, that's a whole nother topic, but uh, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like, what is he gonna say? Yeah, well, <laughs> like, like well, I was about to say, like, well, all of you valley people, y'all are in four bands, so sorry, I'm just a San Antonio guy now, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> but, but, uh, so when I join a band, yeah. uh, my especially the band I'm in right now is uh, I go in with the intention that I'm gonna make the guitarists, I want the guitarists to sound cool, I want to lock in with the drums, and I want to be that member of the band that organizes everything like, okay, where were we practicing this day or what, you know, that outside role that you don't really think about. If you're in a band, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're just someone that goes to shows or been a part of the music community, maybe you understand that too, but there's just so much other things that go into just practicing and playing shows that I always felt that I'm better at that role while everyone else is creating the good, juicy, good songwriting stuff you know mm-hmm. i've probably written less than like three songs in my whole life entirely on my own you know well i mean you, you what are what you apply to a band as far as like the your sound and just your presence alone is something that like can't be replicated so like if you're missing you're missing from that you'll be an obvious thing you know so it's not like um as i dose myself like your current band right let's just say they played a show with a different bass player be like right. oh yeah th- well yeah it's it's a band but you could tell that something's missing you know like, oh not too uh my heart. yeah not it too, just grew uh, like the grinch movie it's the holidays not too like blue ear and yeah <laughs> well you're right Dan. Uh, i am the best yeah, you know what i am the fucking band yeah <laughs> as i dave myself <laughs> damn it so what what instrument did you pick up what age were it? uh so yeah the i think the starter the pack yeah of course yeah, yeah it was it was a bass guitar was my first instrument well Scratch that. There was, we grew up with someone had donated a pin, piano to us. So there was a piano in my house, like a super crappy untuned one that someone didn't want when they were moving away. They gave it was to it us. Was it at the house? It was always there. there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah it yeah, wasn't yeah. a grand piano. I yeah, guess yeah. What do you call it? Oh, like yeah. stand up like, one or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my sister would play it. And I kind of, you know, would hit the keys here and there, but I never yeah. learned anything about piano or keyboards. I didn't know how to read music. Nothing like that at the time. So I, I don't call that my first instrument, even though that was the first one accessible to me. Yeah. Um, in the nineties, but the first one I got was, dude, I literally have the receipt. I still have the receipt like in a binder and it says February, I want to say 12, February 10th or 8th, yeah, 2001 yeah. from Hermes music. Oh, it was shit, a Squire Hermes. starter pack. Yeah. Squire starter pack had the little bass amp and is that the red bass. Squire? The red one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that one was my first instrument. And at the time I got it because I was like going through the magazine musicians friend. And I was like, dude, like, or, you know, you see bands on TV, like, you know, all right, guys, y'all know it. People used to make fun of me because of this, but like, yeah, I I was a big Blink-182 fan back then. He used a P bass, you know? Okay. And uh, so that was, that was that. It was just looked like something Mark Hoppus at Spring Break 
uh, Cancun 1999 had, you know? <laughs> Played all small things and shit. Yeah, like they're all playing Adam with like at the uh, beach and chicks in their bikinis. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, whoa, God, dude. I need one of those. Just the concept of that is so funny now. Yeah. Like, looking back, like... And it was before his signature series yeah. stuff came out. Like, now his bass looks all like a jazz bass, all like whatever, you know? But yeah. back then, he just used a normal P bass, you know? Mm-hmm. A Mexican one, probably. Or who knows what? I just the Mexican like ones. I know. No, but, well, the Mexican ones are fucking solid, man. Yeah. They're so good. Like, I... Uh, Reinforce, I recorded uh, with our friend Richard a couple years mm-hmm. ago. And then he was telling us how um, this... He recorded some guy, like... It was, like, some, like... I think it was, like, a Tejano band or some shit. Mm-hmm. The guy showed up with a beat-up, like... Mm-hmm like p bass from like mm-hmm. mexico whatever mm-hmm. it looked like he said it looked like shit from the outside right right, right. well when he plugged it in and played it it yeah. was like dude that thing did not did not sound like how it looked right <laughs> like, right that that's the one thing yes yeah. sometimes guitars look cooler than they really sound but p basses i'm a huge fan like i it's ridiculous now like i went through a a pandemic boredom collection it's bad dude like i i never thought i'd have we were talking about this off off camera or off show yesterday about how we have different (laughs) guitars for different projects like that was so unheard of when we were kids back then like just getting one guitar or 15 year old me would have been like what the fuck yeah like if i could see into my future uh like you know whatever 20 years ago and know how many like which guitars and what and which ones i had and or whatever you know if i saw a picture of it or first of all i wouldn't even know what they were i'd be like whoa those are cool (laughs) like (laughs) i'm like what the hell is that it looks cool yeah and it would probably be even worse because then i'd be like wow my future is gonna be so great oh god the the disappointment uh young dave is gonna (laughs) yeah dude he would be like so excited for the future oh yeah yeah same here i'd be like oh shit yeah i'm a huge fan i know there's so many different other i'm not the biggest gearhead i'm really not i no, try yeah. to keep it simple um very i was gonna say basic but <laughs> <laughs> i'm a minimalist at heart um, yeah but i am a collector also and i love just physical copies and all that stuff but i love dude they should be paying me to say this i i feel like there's nothing like a fender mexican p bass mm-hmm. like like i know there's so many different ones but in a dream world you know how like Kurt Cobain like cut up a magazine and they're like promoting the the like Jag Sting or whatever. Oh, okay, like yeah, he yeah. got the neck of this and the headstock of it, whatever. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. In yeah. a dream world, guys. And if you ever want to do this, someone's gonna steal this. <laughs> you know what? You could steal this idea and I'll buy it from you. Of a Mexican Fender P bass with the you know the whatever stock pickups that they have, whatever. Um, if you could get that and put a jazz bass neck. So a lot of people do this mod all the time. But if mm-hmm. it could just come factory set from fender they tried doing something like that called the mm-hmm. pj but then it had like the p bass pickup and the jazz bass pickup on the bridge and i didn't really that's what threw me off on it yeah so i was just like i just want the p bass pickups <clears throat> not that so i'm all like snotty like mm, still not good enough fender Fuck that <laughs> but yeah i mean i'm i'm just a material girl in a material how about world. Uh, we add the bc rich warlock headstock on it <laughs> oh, so it's the <laughs> mcdave cave signature series <laughs> the mexican goth precision base oh my god dude that would that makes me want to buy it right now <laughs> okay so what was the first band you're in uh first band was it dtd or discard the dead i think i'm gonna have to say yes dude because at the time when I somehow snuck into the band, you know what? I'm going to say it on air. Yeah, okay. I was supposed to be in another band. Okay, oh, so the story one? goes like this. 
the story goes like this. I'm jamming with some friends. We're doing some covers, whatever. And I somehow go to the shop, mm-hmm. the, you know, diff, how do you say it? Diffler? Diffler. Yeah. Diffler. Yeah. I go to Diffler, the, you know, the flower shop that y'all sold shirts at. I go in there. I chop it up with you. I buy a sticker or a shirt or whatever. And then you asked me like, oh, by the way, do you play anything? I was like, oh, yeah, I play bass. And then you said, oh, my brother's band is looking for a bass player. And Adam walks in from the back, just looking all like how he looked back then, just all like no smile, just like, like, yeah, I am. And he like, I guess he had a box of something and then he like put it down and like went to the back. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That does sound like him. And then I, and like, and then, and then like very few words back then. And I was just like, oh, like, okay. And then, and then, he, and then uh, I, I guess I wrote my number down on a paper or something my dude landline my parents landline because we didn't have cell phones back then so i left the number and then i get a call from you later or maybe i bump into to a show later and then you're like oh we need a bass player by the way or whatever so i saw you guys play at the ranch Mm -hmm. i saw i went to go see the idiots play because i went to school with with al and erwin and i went there and then here behold bump into danny and adam again and you when y'all know only forgotten played and discard the dead played but leo was on bass at that show and i went oh, up to him and yeah. he had like a wireless system it was the first time i ever saw That's someone true. play wireless i went up to him Wait, and where I was, was like, this at again at the ranch in Donna. the ranch okay yeah, yeah. so for those of you who don't know it before Valley Girls Strip Club on, well, on Valverde. I, I mean, I feel like even that's outdated now at this point. East, it's off Sioux Road or no Valverde. Valverde Road on yeah. the less. Uh, it's an abandoned building, guys. Yeah. I literally went down memory lane. after after it was a venue called the Ranch, which was like a bar with a big ass stage. The stage right. was pretty big, and they had like a little pool area on the side. Dude, it um, was extremely big. Dude. It was too big. Now that I think about it, like what the hell? <laughs> what were you thinking? Like, there's no way you could fill up that place. Oh no, like rancid plate or something <laughs> like. <laughs> Anyways, and, uh, that was the first show I saw you yeah. guys at. And then I talked to Leo. I told him, you know, hey, I just want to say you tore it up. That was badass. And something, he has a really gritty tone, dude. Like, it was un- unbearably loud, the bass tone that night. Like, overpowering Was it everyone. in December? It was your birthday, dude. Oh. It was your birthday show because everyone sang happy birthday to you. No, this is what happened. Uh, it, it, anyone who did was like, it was like maybe like eight people because... Um, it was like two days before your birthday or a day before. So you know what happened that show? Huh. It was supposed to be my birthday show and like uh, DTD, well, we were called Discard the Dead at that time mm-hmm. before we went DTD, determined mm-hmm. to defeat. This was uh, December of 2000, 2004, I believe. Yeah, it was December 2004. Um, I had booked like some bands to play, whatever. And then, uh, and like, I wasn't like too familiar with a lot of the people, like the bands I booked. Like mm-hmm. I still wasn't friends with a lot of those people, right, whatever. Right. Some of them, I, I thought like, well, you know, I'll befriend them, you know, like right, there right, at the show, right. you know, like, just get, book a get, show, like you know, chop it up, you know, out, like, yeah. you know, like get familiar. Well, a lot of those people in those bands didn't talk to me or like us mm-hmm. and it was real weird. And then like, well, it's my birthday show, but they're like not even like trying to like fucking right. uh, interact. I was like, what right. the fuck? So when we played, um, we're playing, it's supposed to be my birthday show. It's supposed mm. to be like, you know, not like, oh, the focus is on me. But yeah, yeah mm. it is. You know, it's like yeah. a fucking birthday show. Uh, everyone walks out while we're playing. Oh, wow. Like people start, people empty out the venue. Wow. And it's only Omar, who's uh, Yanez, who was right. in Confused at the time or later on. Uh, oh. Well, I think Confused is on the break. Anyways, he was running sound. It was only him. Right. And um, 
like two punk dudes like by the bar but they were there because they were drinking so yeah. like i feel if they didn't have that beer they'd probably be walking out yeah <laughs> but well yeah, little it did was you know, uh, me and my dad were sitting in the back because i wasn't old enough to get in because oh, i think it was okay. 21 and up or yeah. something so i we were sitting in the back and because i didn't interact with anyone because i didn't know anyone yeah and i think the idiots hadn't played yet no yeah they hadn't gotten there okay yeah so then i was just there and and not even anybody from the idiots was there yet so i was like i literally i think 40 ounce fucks played too that sounds about right yeah i dude i still have the flyer in my mind yeah (laughs) and then like uh, we had booked a one of the bands but they didn't show and then they lied and said that like they never agreed to play even though they had confirmed with oh my god so you're lucky there's no screenshots back then i know for real like i mean yo like y'all made me look like a fucking fool like yeah but so from there you know i guess i got your number again or got it i don't know what the deal was but somehow eventually i think you hit me up dude i think you called think you called my parents house and you're like hey just wanted to see if you were still down to play we need to fill a spot and i guess because leo had that's moved. right our drummer leo, leo had, had moved from he was playing bass uh shout out leo silva love you dog uh he had moved from bass to drums and then yeah. y'all were looking for a bass player so yeah, yeah I, y'all were the first real band i had jammed with with uh people like just you know when you're learning how to tune a guitar and do covers like oh my god it sounds like nirvana (laughs) you know like our our drummer this time had build because his dad was like telling him like you need to be in a band that makes money like he wanted him to be like in a bar rock so he needs to like do mana covers yeah 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 he was telling him to do that (laughs) and then i remember uh, previous band members like i like me i was like yo i'm just trying to start a hardcore band yeah yeah like i'm trying to sound like hate breed you know like satisfaction dead desire like shit and the people and I would get, like, get, people were like, what? I want, like, they were like, okay, let's add singing parts. Like, uh, I'm not really into that. Like, yeah. I just want to, like, scream on the mic, yeah, you know, yeah, and, like, yeah, you yeah. know, write, like, hardcore songs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we need a, my dad said this. And I was like, mm. your dad ain't in the fucking band. Yeah. <laughs> and then anyways, and yeah. then his dad was saying that we're, like, satanic or something. And then, like, that, that, that we weren't <laughs> Christian or something. And I was like, bro, why are you bringing this in? Like, yeah. Like we're just a band, bro. Like you think I'm like sacrificing shit? Bro. Yeah. I'm, like chill out, bro. I'm, like just some kid, you know, like, yeah. trying to make a band. It's funny you say that because we used to go to my parents would take us to some church. I didn't know why at the time, but he told me later just because my sister wanted to go to that church because her friend went there, and I told they were always doing like things on the weekends, like oh we're doing a youth group, hang out and play cards or I don't know what. And they're like, Dave, why don't you come this weekend? Your sister's gonna be there. She's already or, or I don't know what he said, something like are you and your sister going to come? You should come. And I was like, no, we're going to go see the, the offspring, the offspring play. Oh at yeah. That was like, Oh, I was like, yeah, thousand. I think yeah. that was like, yeah. 2001, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. anyways, uh, he goes, Oh my God, here we go again. Another 20 year old story. That's but, fine. Yeah, but basically he goes, I thought he was going to think it's cool. Like, Oh, you're into punk or like, you're growing up, like you're finding your own way, tasting yeah. music. And he was like, Dave, the offspring, they're dancing in the pits of hell. And I was just like, the offspring they're singing pretty fly for a white guy how is yeah, that the most pussified fucking band <laughs> i know i was like, like to like i was like bands. dude like if you knew i was listening to slipknot last night i don't even want to know what you would say about that you know like yeah so i thought it's just funny how like you know i, I read this book one time a very famous author i can't even pronounce his name but it the, the theme throughout the book was what you don't understand you can make mean anything yeah so that's funny that you mentioned all that but yeah that so the first band i was in to answer your question was yeah, yeah. discard the that was the first band that was playing shows mm-hmm. 
that was like, oh God, like if I join this band, like I'm the real deal. Like I'm really going to be, it's going to take me out of just being like, oh, we, yeah, we had fun uh, playing uh, covers in my parents' garage and that's it. You know, yeah. like it, it separated me from people who were just messing around with their instruments that their parents had got them or that yeah. they were borrowing from a family member to actually playing a show on stage yeah know? and like uh, not the, that it was like a big stage no well, it was a ranch was the a ranch was uh, too big for anyone <laughs> but like i'm not like you know like, i get you when when i asked you and you, you were like playing with us i was like mm -hmm. okay this guy's along for the ride i didn't think it was yeah. going to be this long that i was <laughs> you know <laughs> but i'm glad because like that when i try to get people in bands yeah. i want them to be like all as just right. as much in as i am you know and, right uh, right and i did i definitely um I definitely knew at that moment in my life, uh, maybe I didn't know it was going <laughs> to be this long down. Well, I wanted it to be yeah. forever at that time. And even to this day, I think maybe secretly I still do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I did want that. Um, the only difference between now and then was, dude, we were kids, dude. Like yeah. I wasn't even yeah, old enough so to have a spare time. I didn't, I, I wasn't even old enough to have a driver's license. So it was hard. Like, like now I'm a full, I'm actually very envious, man. envious of you of like yeah. playing your first show is super young. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. super, you're like 14. Uh, I was old enough to have a permit. So how old is that? 15. Okay. I think. 15. So I was actually 15 by the time. But yeah, the well, the first before we get to the first yeah. show, like the first show you played with us, you're 15 in Harlem. We played in San Benito right. at a bar. Right. Yeah, that's oh another thing God. I like to tell people is like, you know, and I'm not to get too off topic, but like, um, you know, I've celebrated a few years of sobriety now, and um, and just the fact, and I live in a big city. Well, how long have you been uh, sober? Uh, I'm going on um. Oh God, I'm so old I can't do the math. But I got sober at the at in 2014. Okay, we're so 2021. Seven years. Yeah, something. Yeah, so yeah something like years. that. Wow. And okay. Some change. So um, so I tell people like you know when people talked about like oh my 21st birthday I'm gonna do this or that you know I was always just like, like you know like dude I was buying like you know i bought my first beer on my own like in matamoros when we played over there oh you know? my like, god I, yeah i remember you know? that and okay that's a whole nother story yeah, it's a whole I got, other... not that i was like cool or mature yeah back then but i i started early you yeah know? you I'll, had a you pretty had a wild uh yeah so i started life. early and and uh and i'm not trying to promote or, or tell people or like you're not trying to like uh glorify yeah, or I'm not like sensationalize yeah, it you're just I'm like not, yeah exactly it's just something just happened you know yeah i'm not trying to glorify you know drug use or to tell someone who is struggling with that or or that they like to do it to not do that like, i'm just saying my personal story is yeah i started early i was playing in bars dude like yeah. literally like you can't come in here you're not 21 and i'm like no i'm in the i'm in the band you know like so <laughs> yeah. I, i'm not trying to like brag or talk about it but i think that honestly dude that really helped me so, get clean sooner i think because yeah. i started so young dude you know what i'm saying uh when uh so you're still going to high school and playing shows and shit mm -hmm. and frequently too mm -hmm. Like, what would people like your high school say? Like, that was the cool thing about it is that I would pass out flyers to like my old friends that like I was in a basketball team with in middle school or something. And yeah. they'd be like, wow, he really did take that rock and roll thing serious yeah, as yeah. opposed to us just like messing around with my dad's guitar mm -hmm. or whatever. And, you know, the coolest thing about it all was that like, you know how the typical it's crazy how it even happened at my high school being, you know, the valley being so different than the rest of Texas or the world is that there was still like the the preps, the jocks, the goths. Oh, there were still cliques so and shit. It's yeah. crazy how like usually in all the cliche movies, like the jocks beat up the freaks and stuff like that. But they, it's kind of weird, dude. 
because I had sports experience in middle school and everyone respected that I was doing the rock and roll thing, it was like me and the, I'm just saying, dude, the goth kids I hung out with in high school, you know, were kind of protected from that bullying stuff oh, okay. because I was, you know, they're like, oh, it's Dave, like Dave's doing Dave's this homie now. or Dave's friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he, me and, you know, Dave used to, you know, we'd walk home from basketball practice or football practice and we'd throw, you know, bricks at abandoned houses. <laughs> like we did crime yeah. together. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Like one of those things, you know, so, and, um, so yeah, that, so the thing to break away also to answer the question is that at that moment in time, dude, I seriously, 100% as, as conceited as this sounds, I honestly did not care, dude. I did not care. I was either drunk or high or playing music with you guys. So I didn't nothing about oh what are they gonna think or what yeah like it's a full time job being goth dude like <laughs> I had long hair You're and like makeup, fucking that and so I would sew like I would get oh, old t shirts and like cut them out and like sew them on things yeah like, that took all night dude I didn't have time for homework or worrying what was cool or what the football yeah. team was doing like dude no like, I mean what I meant like, to I'm say goth, like bro like <laughs> this is for life what I meant to ask was like when you would like to pass out flyers at uh, for right. shows that like would people be like oh cool yeah i'll check it out or people are like oh whatever fuck it, i don't care um yeah i think i think they just respected that i was doing it of course they didn't show up a lot of the shows we were playing back then also man were 21 and up that's true so man. it was hard to like i was trying to convince them like yeah if you go with your parents or you go with your older brother like i like you know it wasn't gonna work out anyways yeah. but just uh, i just wanted to throw it out there like this is what i'm doing and i'm i'm this yeah that's basically what it was if people were concerned or worried like what's up with dave now what like uh, this is what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing about that man starting playing shows young and in the real grand valley is that like growing up playing sports it was always oh this middle school versus this middle school and whoever goes there like they're the enemy and like if we go to the movies like you got to if they want to fight, like you stand up for your school or whatever, you know, like all that stupid, like if it was <laughs> the movie, the outsiders Christ, or yeah. some shit, you know, I'm going to kill so, for the Mustangs. <laughs> um, so basically what was cool about that and what I really love and, and respect about the, the music community and, and punk rock or metal or whatever is that you, it ties in all the different high schools, all the different cities. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be playing in Donna and then, you know, the IFB people went to you know donna or like i met kids that went to mission high school mm-hmm. like it, it unified all the all the yeah because back different high schools yeah because you know ba- back then like um wherever like uh, geographically wherever you lived mm-hmm. you're friends with those people right all through your like uh school years teenage right. years adolescence years. you know what i mean like right. and that and that's it you know like right. But for us, since we played shows like everywhere around the valley, right? Like we made friends from like all over, like right. So like people would always trip out and be like, "Wait, yeah, friends in Brownsville, yeah, right, like, right, or, like, exactly." Yes. Or, like and like, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's super my cool, yeah, over there on and this like, road, the fuck, yeah, yeah, by like, the Waterburger, yeah. yeah. In yeah. their head, they're like kind of like, "How the fuck you know?" Yeah, so like how do you do that? Because yeah. it seemed like it was like such a foreign. Remember, guys, this is also there's no social media really other than like MySpace like in this era. and you had to yeah or AOL and like you literally had to have a computer to do that you couldn't just no one just had it at the palm of their hand so it wasn't as easy to do that type of stuff back then so yeah. it was so even funny if you had a cell phone that. it was like a big ass brick like <laughs> saved by the bill Zach <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so that that's one thing man starting young that I, I'll always you know cherish and, and love it, it and one thing I noticed when I went when I went to UT Pan Am, now UT RGV, 
is that barrier that people have. It's funny how you go to UTRGV and it's like, okay, now all three of the people who went to all three of the McAllen high schools are hanging out together. Now it's the McAllen click no and the mission click, click up like and the this. new and the Edinburgh click. And you it's should. so funny. I, that's what I noticed when I went. And I was Jesus. like, so all the school rivalry we all had is out the window because now you can't click with anyone because yeah. they all went to other schools or Jesus. didn't go to college. So it's funny. Like that taste or experience you get if you went to YouTube. I don't know how different it is now. No, it's I'm college. sure it's completely fucking different. But that's yeah. insane that like that I, people would do that. Right. Like, that it noticed. I noticed that yeah. as well. And so then the college like it's I saw it as I got a one up or I got that early stage of integrating with everyone from all over the valley before everyone got their first taste of it at utrgv i got that in high school through Mm -hmm. you guys through playing shows with you guys so that was always like uh, uh, like i don't know any other way to put i don't know any other way of life like i can't change i remember what time it was a funny shit uh it was like pretty funny uh i remember in high school like Someone's like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? I was like, oh, I hung out with my friends and Donna. And mm-hmm. like, they're like, what's in Donna? And I was like, oh, I just hung out in a trailer with some friends. <laughs> without any context hearing that, it's right. kind of like, what the fuck? Why are people hanging out in a right. trailer for? And it's like, oh, they don't, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, it sounds weird, but like, that's where we just hung out. <laughs> right. Like, like with the IV guys and like, you know. And it's uh, so cool my bad no no go ahead yeah i was just like it's so cool to that everything was such a mystery back then like now it's like oh yeah i saw you were over there i saw you on snapchat or i saw you on instagram like now everyone's documenting everything live in the moment so back then things were more of a mystery too so saying that now like oh i was hanging out on donna like they kind of had a a taste of it too because they're there on social media but now back then it was like how do i explain this (laughs) without sounding like a complete psychopath (laughs) that's exactly what they thought when i said that i was like no it's like uh, my other friend lives there but like you know and it's like fuck it i'm just gonna yes we hung out on the trailer (laughs) yeah i just leave it at that right uh but so your first show uh you didn't know any okay so this is the one thing uh for anyone listening Back then, we didn't give a shit about songwriting, like or if like, well, we don't. If he doesn't right. know the song, fuck it, he'll just strum whatever. Thinking right. like no one's gonna notice, right? <laughs> and because uh, we're like, no one's gonna notice because no one's seen us before. So fuck right. it, who cares? You know, right. as long as that's to me, the beauty of originals, guys. To don't me, let anyone know you messed up. No, they dude, don't know. There, there's some like <laughs> early DTD when we're discard the dead uh, shows like on on tape where it's like, dude, we were fucking terrible. And in my head, I was like, as long as you and sound sober. Uh, yeah. And now in my head, I was like, as long as we sound decent or like right. a, at least like a song is going on, maybe people like, like it, you know? Mm. No, man, it was just not good. Like, but in my here, head, I in, thought we were the in best my head. In I was like, okay, cool. We're getting by, you know, <laughs> what my experience was like, let's just get our name out there. Let's just play shows, get, right. get the name out there, get familiarized, have like two songs that are decent, you know, which is all I ever wanted. Yeah. So that met all my standards like <laughs> yeah so when when we're like hey man well you didn't really know the songs we're like just fuck it man just drum whatever okay i'll input here's my input i'm interrupting i practiced all the songs joe um leo played them on bass at band i showed up to band practice and i had a camcorder so he played every song that was gonna play i practiced it non-stop for a week i was ready for the show then you guys play a song that you didn't tell me about oh that's right there was one song that y'all played and i had no idea what it was and this other dude that i'd never met before that was the other guitarist in the band was like looking at me i thought he was looking at me because i was messing up 
You got to remember, guys, I literally met this guy while we're setting up on stage. So I don't know this guy. guy. He looks at me trying to uh, look at the parts, and I'm looking at him trying to look at the parts, and we both didn't, had never heard that song before, but you guys played it. Oh, So only shit. Wolfie, Leo, and you knew the That's song. That's right. So that we were both looking at each other like, what are you playing? No, what are you playing? But without telling each other that we don't know the song. So it was literally the most awkward. Is that what you said that you're trying to turn away and hide what you're playing? Yes. I turned away. Like I just turned like, I was, but then I was like, wait, I can't turn away because I need to know what the hell the song is going. Oh uh, my God. dude. And the, that's yeah. Funny the funny. Yeah. That was, that's, yeah. That's mm. how it was back then. Luckily that was like the, the worst of uh, the shows that we had played that you were a part of. Oh God. You yeah, know, like everything else after that was like pretty smooth. Like. And I pretended to, I remember pretending to be asleep on the way over there because we loaded up all the gear at at your shop Mm -hmm. and my dad drove us or drove some of the equipment and he had like a chevy truck and so some of the gear went in there and the rest went in adam's car right and i pretended to be asleep in the car because i didn't want my dad to talk to me because i had done so much cocaine at my grandma's house (laughs) before the show because i thought it was like rock star (laughs) shit you know so like there's nothing worse than being like on cocaine and nervous because you already have that. And you're 14? Look. Yeah, I'm like okay, 14 okay. or 15 at the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, no business should I have... Whatever. <laughs> I kind of want to ask where you acquired the Coke, but I don't want you to incriminate anyone. Uh, well, there, there's well, such limitations in Texas. Anyway, well, you, know, you know what? Uh, well, I mean, th- here's, the, here's the reality of the situation. Um, doesn't matter what high school you go to or what part of the world you live in in America. There are drugs at every single high school. So I got them probably from someone there. You okay. Know, like... Yeah. And, makes uh, sense and they they have they get it from their older brothers or older or, cousins some, yeah, or whatever yeah. there's it's all over there's nothing you can really do to stop it. that's a whole nother topic yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but basically yeah so uh unfortunately <laughs> dude it's easier to get drugs in high school or in college than it is like in the workplace afterwards it's so ridiculous yeah it's so ridiculous <laughs> i guess people fizzle out or it's not anyways yeah that's a whole nother story but so you're coked out. Yeah, and so I'm coked out. It's squaring off by the time we play. But, like, just the fact that I'm just so nervous. I was nervous to begin with. It was my first show. I know there wasn't a lot of people that night. But still, I wanted to be the shit. You know, I wanted yeah. to, like, I wanted to sound good. I, I didn't want y'all to kick me out. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I practiced so hard, dude. I practiced so much, dude. Um, looking at that camcorder over and over and over. And then y'all play a song that... I didn't know y'all were going to play or that y'all never showed me or there was no audio or nothing, yeah. you know? So yeah, that, that was my first show. And was that the first time you saw, uh, Adam's band only forgotten? Uh, or you had already seen, um, I think I'd seen one time at the ranch. I think it was that ranch show. Okay. And, but it, again, it was really dark mm-hmm. and we were sitting in the back and I, man, honestly, I think it was one of those things where like the it wasn't the same members or no it was because uh, yeah Leo wasn't playing drums that so that was the first oh, time that, I saw that, you guys okay with, that with was you three with Leo on drums you on guitar and that's that's how it yeah, was yeah. that was a, that first show and but that one was like up front and personal and I that one was like Adam in the flesh the back then I was just hiding in the back and I don't, yeah. I don't even know if y'all even did two or three songs back we then. did a whole set. At the ranch? No, no, at the the, the San Benito show. Okay, that's what I'm saying. The first, I guess the first real experience I feel with that lineup with 
that band at the time yeah. was my first show was seeing Adam like that. But I technically, I guess I had seen him one time before, but I think you guys only did like two or songs. Okay. Like yeah. Different makes lineup sense. And stuff. So, so, uh, just to give some context, like, uh, me and Adam and me and Adam had a noise band right. called only forgotten. Uh, and, uh, our drummer for DTD, uh, Leo, uh, was playing drums. Sorry. We had a different drummer, but Leo ended up, playing drums for us because right. we we're like we need a drummer and leo was already there and right. adam was there because he'd like dr- like take me to practice and shit right right so we're like oh fuck it well leo can just play the drum parts right. leo plays fast that's all we need you yeah know? and like uh and we played that show it was not only for adam and then dtd right on the lineup or right like, okay so then not only for adam plays we're playing our songs and then adam's doing his uh thing where he would uh uh just like beat himself yes. with the mic and just bleed everywhere and they, anyways uh and then he got up on a table and started. It was during a we have we had a ballad called Lost. I think it was during that song. It wasn't yeah. even like during one of the crazy ones. Right. I think it was or, supposed to be a tame thing, and, and the he's like table walking. just snaps in half. <laughs> he's walking, right. and then you just hear like a crack, and yeah. then like he particle board tables at bars, guys. Dude, he like the, he's walking across the table, and then the the table you hear the crack. The table tips over forward, and then Adam like sticks to landing very smoothly and continues walking. <laughs> and the table just got fucking. No broken. wonder I was like so smooth about it. Like the reaction, like any anything I saw back then, dude. Cause I was new to everything, right? Yeah. Like I'd never been to small shows before. I'd literally seen the offspring at Villarreal, and that's yeah. it. And that so I'm going to these shows. Anything that happened that was out of the ordinary, I just thought that was normal. That's, that, that was that normal. I was like, okay, don't act shocked, Dave. Anything that happens, don't act shocked. Even though if you look back now, like, dude, what the hell? Anybody else that would they would have been like freaked out. Or, yeah, like, like uh, so I was trying to act here. hard, like you know, like yeah. like act hard, and I'm wearing a Hakuna Matata shirt like, at the same time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was just. Very flamboyant. What, what, what did uh, what did your dad say when he at that show? Like, or I after think when him? we were driving back, um, man, I don't even. Or what did he think? Like, is this, you're gonna? I think gonna... he was. Well, the cool thing about both my parents is, for the most part, they were pretty supportive as long as you were getting good grades in school. But okay. then I wasn't getting good grades at oh, that no. time, so okay. then that's that leads to drama between child and parent but nothing but love and respect to both my parents thankfully they're still alive at this moment to this day so um they've always tried to be pretty supportive of whatever you do but i'm sure in the back of his mind he's probably thinking like where the hell like you know like what the hell is <laughs> what the hell is going on like maybe he thought this is just a phase like maybe okay. he just needs to get yeah. it out of his system yeah. and, and rather be supportive of it than than being like no 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 don't do that don't do that mm-hmm. so Another and another aspect I want to throw in there is that at this point in my life I'm experimenting with alcohol and drugs, right? But joining you all's band and, and y'all were sober at the time and, and you know, um, that made me that was like my anti drug. Like I was like, Oh, they don't party, not everything's like Motley Crue. Well, I need to be like <laughs> not I wouldn't say I was sober, but I was like, I need to cut back, you know? Yeah. Like I literally um wanted to and to this day, by the grace of God, I, um, I've never tried heroin, but at that moment in time, I was like, I've done all, so many different drugs. I'm like, I want to try heroin. Oh Jesus! And had I not joined y'all's band, I probably would have done heroin and had yeah. to go to rehab or dead or like, or who knows what, yeah, you know? Yeah. So that's another thing I want to throw in there with the, with the whole, you know, bringing it up, you know, mm-hmm. is that maybe they saw that too. Maybe my parents saw that at least I was focusing on something other than 
I tried to keep it hidden, like drugs and alcohol. I just don't know. I just drink. I just drink. But, but yeah. So yeah. And then uh, now I'm thinking about it's pretty fucking wild that like you're this young and playing shows with us like here and like at this this is like you're through like the real rough era of our band like because these were the shows that we were playing before we were an established band right and like people started actually liking us right like like, (laughs) we would play shows be like oh it's that band whatever you know right like we'd play like i mean uh shout out to serge at south texas metal productions for putting us on because like he would he would put us on he'd do us a favor put us on Right. We weren't the, the the crowd that liked us, but he would put it put us on the open or like you know, right? <clears throat> or if he needed a band last minute, but yeah, fuck yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, mad respect to everyone who threw or organized shows back then, because that's exactly what I wanted in life and exactly what I needed in my life to not go in a crazy downward spiral that could have been way worse than it actually was. It was pretty bad back then, but like yeah. it could have been a lot worse. No, yeah. So mad respect to the it, to the people back then and the people now you know mm-hmm. that still throw shows and, and things like that yeah and then we would play those shows and no one really liked this and it was pretty funny like looking back at it now because like one we were really not that good but two it's like kind of like um i'm kind of glad like that happened because then mm-hmm. later when we were actually good we're like okay you know like um i'm glad we stuck that out because right. like I felt it built our character right. as like people, you know, individually. Like now it's like, oh, anything can anyone can really say anything to us as a like about our band, and we'd probably be like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we played so many shitty shows, like we really didn't like us or like walked out, and I was like, I'm cool with it, man. I right. Really, like, uh, even to this care. day, the current band I'm in, if we play in front of two people, it's a success compared yeah. to back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. So like. it's so yeah I. I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't well, wanna, yeah. well, I was yeah. gonna say like um, it's uh, also a trip. Like uh, I was gonna say like when you're playing shows that young with us, whatever, mm-hmm. and then we you played fucking Mexico with us. Like, right. is that it's that, that's like a trip, right? Like if you would have told someone in high school, like, right. hey, well, yeah, I played in Matamoros. Right. Week. <laughs> like, what? What are you doing in Matamoros? Yeah, they'd be know? like, wait, I just came from Matamoros. I'm trying to get out of there. Like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing going over there? You know? Uh, yes, yeah, it was. Man, and you know what? I will say this, though, and not because of anything to politically correct answer. Dude, the shows in Matamoros went three times as hard as any show over here. Those kids were hungry. Dude, it was the first time anyone ever walked up to me and said, I just want to say, he was said, like, oh, you're in. Somehow he knew before we even played. He was like, oh, you're in Discard the Dead or DTD or something like that. And he goes, I just want to say thank you for coming out and, and coming over here and playing shows for, for us over here. And that was the first time anyone ever thanked me before I even played. And then the crowds always had like 20, at least 20, 30 people. Yeah. You know, which was like a lot. Yeah. For us, for us at, yeah, at that time. Yeah. Like if, if it was 20, 30 people, it's because every band that night brought their girlfriend or, <laughs> or roommate or yeah. something, you know? So these were like literally people just hungry for that type of music and, and mad love, um, to everyone in that era and today and yeah. that throw shows and that was a trip that, oh, that, that, that we played like that fest uh israel through like mm-hmm. uh it was called las palmas yeah. uh and we played it there like we played it on like in front of his house i think right yeah. and it was like on a street like that right. people were in the street and we're on like in this front porch dude cars dude car okay guys there was this was a house show not thrown in the house or in the backyard it was like not in the front yard either it was like set up 
on the sidewalk. All the kids were standing in the, the street. street. <laughs> Cars would be like walk, driving down the street and they'd see the crowd of people and they, they would just back <laughs> up and turn around because yeah. it was that congested. Like there was no way. I don't even want to bring. I was about to say something like really political right now but like what i was about to is like there was no way you were getting through that crowd oh <laughs> like, yeah yeah you know what i'm no, saying yeah, like sure. so what i'm getting at is that's how fun it was back then and, and not that it's not shows aren't fun now no, but uh, i mean that it was com- just a shocker dude like yeah. like dude i'm literally 16 years old and all this is happening yeah, like, you're, yeah you're in mexico playing a show for like i don't know hundreds of kids right like, like street, people like, normally or people typically are going to quinceaneras of their sister whatever you know yeah, yeah. cousins quinceanera and i'm out here in matamoros you know drinking a 40 <laughs> <laughs> i witnessed my first beer run in matamoros oh, too and again God. i tried to act like i'm not shocked at, at, the, at the oxo i was with cloud shout out to cloud oh, okay. of ifv and all the other bands he's been in over the years i was with cloud and you know at this time you know cloud's only a few years older than me he's all tatted up and you know a good bass player and you know true definition of a punk rocker right and we're standing in line to buy beer i think we're both getting a 40 each he had a 40 i had a 40 i think Uh, and someone just like someone is at the register and someone's guarding the door because i guess that's typical nature over there at the time (laughs) and someone just has a case and then just kind of walks slowly and then runs out and then puts it in the car and like you hear or something like that and then and then i'm just standing there like staring at the register like like oh that doesn't phase me i see that all the time and then cloud kind of taps me or he whispers in my ear like hey dave that was crazy right i was like and i just looked that kind of terms like yeah and i just kind of shook my head but i didn't want anyone else to yeah first of all i didn't want people to know we were speaking english and second of all i didn't want people to know that i wasn't from there and third of all even though it was very obvious (laughs) the way i was dressed and the way i talked and stuff but then and then also i didn't want it to look like I'm a little, I'll say it. I was a fucking bitch, you know, like, like, oh my god, someone just did a beer run. <laughs> okay, what? You, I kind of feel like you're kind of like, holy fuck, if Cloud is saying this is crazy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, like, I was like, I'm only gonna mention it if Cloud says something, and he did, and I was like, oh, so it is weird. If it's yeah. if it's crazy for Cloud. If it's crazy it, for Cloud, then it must be crazy. This in is real yeah. Life. The, 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 uh, we're we're treading on some uh, you know hairy situations right now. <laughs> oh God! Oh, uh, good times. Uh, so you want to talk? What you want to talk about? Like some shows you played? Just because there's some funny stories there. Yeah, I mean, whatever, whichever um, ones you want to throw out there, let's do it. You know, people want to hear about fights. Oh God. <laughs> Oh god! Oh yeah, because th- y'all don't know what that means anymore. That's been wait, deleted wait. from history. So um, I'm trying to remember. Um, well, the VFW had several. Yes. Like, um, oh, do you want to talk about the? I think I've said this one many times. Where like that punk crew wanted to attack one of our friends, so then like we all like posseed up. Oh. It was like 138 crew. Oh god. <laughs> It's the the Valley version of the Boston beatdown, is what you would say, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's whatever. You know? I mean, um, so... And if you're a Patreon, you can yeah. get actual footage of that show. <laughs> okay, funny story about the House of China. Yeah. It all comes back. The beef zone, bro. So, Adam gets a call to his cell phone right, right. it's me adam yeah me and adam went to house of china they were like eating right at that time no wonder adam's so pissed off that i didn't like house of china you <laughs> guys were there every week <laughs> we were just 
<laughs> set the record straight. But we're they're eating, and I'm just like, oh, I got a, I got a big ass plate. I'm ready to like yeah. munch out or whatever. And then like Adam gets a call, and yeah. then Adam answers, and he's like, yeah, Adam gets real serious. He's yeah. like, huh, okay, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. And then he hung up, and I was like, I'm like eating my uh, my noodles and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he tells me, he's like, some guys want to attack. Uh, whoever you know and then i was like i know who you're talking about and if you're a patreon yeah. You can... <laughs> yeah and then uh i was like oh shit so what's going down and he was like well we're all gonna go and you know ha- like handled it and i was like <sighs> and after at that point i was like i can't even enjoy my this food. is for life I, dog i, I know <laughs> we're real like yeah fuck it we're gonna one. Oh god <laughs> hey, no we were well, we were not this guy dude he's all like oh edit we gotta edit your stuff out dude <laughs> we're not we're not gonna but, do it just joking um yeah. but it was like we it was like blood and blood out here like okay yeah right right yeah. it was like very uh very funny looking back at it now uh, and then i well at that point i was like what? so I, I can't even that, that, so that's your pre uh beat down ritual is yeah. house of china house of china the beef stone <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! I got a cramp from laughing. So, oh my God! So I have my plate, and I'm like, "Oh, I can't eat. I can't enjoy my food now." Like, <laughs> I gotta go kick someone's ass. Who knows how many people? <laughs> so in my head, I'm thinking like it's gonna be like the goddamn warriors, you know? Like, yeah. Like it's a whole fucking. Uh, everyone's gonna be in. Uh, it basically was. And then I was waiting for like. 30 fools to show up in yeah. like crimson ghost like misfit shirts and right, like, right. like the, the the devil locks and shit because oh, they're like 138 dude you i know? hated the misfits for so long because of them <laughs> i was like i'll never listen to them i'm ramones <laughs> just because of that you drew and, the lines yeah. like i could think they, they ruined it for me but you know what i feel like there are more michael graves era fans and how we just justify <laughs> <laughs> it's okay dave i'm on your side <laughs> yeah yeah they were like yeah uh anyways so then um we get to the show mm-hmm. and we get to the show and it's like a it was one of rowley uh a garage production oh, shows poor Rowley. hey sorry you... so, i'm sorry dude that happened at your Rowley, show i didn't know you did i didn't know you through that show he uh so there's one in particular we're talking about y- yeah it's so. uh why have played and then like some random band from harlingen played uh, i forgot what they're called and um yeah so uh Rowley, Rowley. Right. I, I, Rowley, I'm sorry. I always call you Rowley. I don't know if it's Rowley or Rowley, but I, me and Adam have been saying Rowley for years. Adam and told we, me just to call him Rowler. Rowler. Okay. So we're a Rowler show. Yeah. Shout out. Thank you Shout for facil- facilitating the beef zone at yes, that show. And so, <laughs> and so many other shows back then. I don't think people realize that he was how many. He did a lot. How yeah. many cool bands I saw that I didn't know at the time. I didn't know yeah. how things got thrown but anyways so um we show up to that show and when, when me and adam show up dude everyone's tense everyone's like just like <laughs> like dude like uh no 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 not not like that, not like guys, that but no, like, no, no. But like, like we're kids you got, know like hey, we guys we for real have... like we were all muscle back then we had no muscle <laughs> you get what i'm saying like we didn't have weapons like this was like where you slap someone up in the and well i was gonna say we beef. really we usually didn't but that night we did <laughs> I was trying to delete history. I'm here, sorry, bro. man. Okay, so like okay. I, I just pulled you're up like right, right, someone, right. someone. I'm not gonna say. I'm not mentioning any names. So I was like, it was that. <laughs> I was like, hey, what's up, dude? He had like, uh, like gloves on, like yeah. the, like the, like the, like black gloves on, right. and then he opened his jacket and he had like a small baton. He had brass knucks. He had a lock with a bandana, and then someone else like, uh, okay, <laughs> honestly, guys. <laughs> 
This was I like, don't even know who this is now. <laughs> like, Danny, if you would have told me that was the, if you would have sent me a picture, well, there was no phones back then, but like, if I would have known someone like that was showing up, I wouldn't even have gone to the show. Dude, it was everyone was like uh, uh, armored up. Wow. <laughs> like, I just wore a hoodie. I was like, I don't like. That's what I did too. I was just like, oh, I'm going to wear my hoodie and like, you know. Like, cover my face in case anything happens. I would just wear a hoodie because I thought that it would protect me. Like, if someone hit my arm or hit I me. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I I think the the hoodie just made it more, like, anonymous, like, looking. I was so. trying to just, like, get padded up like a okay, football yeah, or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I look over in the parking lot. People are, like, uh, have little mini weapons all ready oh to go. Oh, my God, dude. Like, Guys, we, we... it was so violent back then. Um <laughs> It could have gotten a lot more out of hand. We, yeah, okay, you know, if this was modern times and that happened and we were all doing that, we for sure, a lot of us would be in jail. Um, uh, um, but a lot remember, of people. But the thing is, cost a book or two. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, like, would have been documented and we would have for sure, like, not <laughs> like had a profile be built. Yeah, on. dude, seriously. Like, we would not have, like. Right. You'd have to we get. We would a, not get we, hired anywhere. <laughs> or we'd have to get, like, really expensive lawyers. Yeah. That, sure. like, hung out with the prosecutors on the weekends. <laughs> Yeah. So, so we get we get there, and then we're expecting this big ass crew to show mm-hmm. up. We're like, man, there's only like twenty of us. There's gonna be like 30, 40 yeah. of them, you know? Yeah. Dude, five <laughs> fools showed up wearing misfit shirts, and we're like, this is it. This is what we all like. So we one, we're like pissed, like the audacity that they showed up. Two, we're like, the fact that we fucking were ready to like go to war like all crazy thinking we're gonna like what makes you think we weren't <laughs> like like uh we thought dude i thought it was gonna be like 20 30 six foot right like you thought dudes, it was gonna be like, like the outsiders dude yeah like, okay where they, where they know, meet the, up at the park in the warriors yeah. or like the rollerblading like the roller skating oh, crew yeah when they show up with the bats they're all stuff. they're all tall and yeah. shit i was like damn they're gonna be huge guys you know right dude they're all like average five foot five like me yeah. you know what I mean? like, you i'll know? never forget that night well, of course, I'll never forget that night, but <laughs> it's just so it's one of those things you don't forget. It's like your first kiss, you know, <laughs> your first brawl. Yeah, your first gang brawl. <laughs> oh, God, uh, I'll never forget. Like, I guess I don't know if he was like the leader of that crew or what. This dude had like su- like super long hair parted down the yeah. middle. And I don't know why we gave him the nickname The Apprentice. <laughs> Like he's the apprentice. Like what? Like I can't remember why we call him. Someone called him. We would him always re- refer to him as the apprentice. Yeah. Like because we're like he's the leader. Like he's probably just the apprentice. Yeah, I was like, like this guy looks corny. Like yeah. look at clown. Like, 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 like I'm trying to think of like someone I could compare him to that like at that time. Like he looked like something kind of like. Oh, okay. Okay. Re- remember in? Bl- oh, this probably isn't a a good an out, like comparison, but. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Say, I, 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 okay, I, I was gonna I, say. I, I, I was I, gonna say. You remember in Blood and Blood Out where the cop trying looks like a junkie and he has like a wig and long hair. <laughs> <laughs> looked like yeah, that guy. He looked like that. Like, I was like, dude, you're the leader of a gang. Like he looked like the, the most um, worn out dude <laughs> <laughs> of the crew. And I was like, yo, this is the guy running y'all's uh, click or whatever, yeah unit. Yeah. Like, Shit, dude. And uh, he was. <laughs> Remember, guys, at this time in history, like, Houston rap was king. All these songs on the radio are about, like, yo, stay strapped and your gangs and your boom, boom. Like, this is, like, when rap was barely coming up to be, like, the alpha in yeah. music. So it's, like, we're, like, we're just, like, what? Like, I thought it was going to be something, like, out of, like you said, like, a movie or some, like, real yeah. heavy stuff, you know? 
And then uh, I think uh, rest in peace, our boy Crack. Uh, yes. he, he, I think Crack knew him. Oh, really? And I think he that, knew The Apprentice? Yeah. So I think there was like some sort of mutual thing where like, okay, we can't really like fuck this dude up right now, you know? Wow. I so didn't like, know. No wonder. Okay. So it could have been a lot, lot worse. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, looking back now, I was like, it was bad, but like. Yeah. So like, Crack knew wow. that guy like okay. a little bit. And then Thank so you. we're kind of like, okay, well, we can't really like, let's. If we let's if we do something, oh let's God. let's 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 try to hold back on this guy. You know, it's our right. friends. Okay, it's our boys. Like somewhat, it's friend, all making sense you know? now, because he was the one that that after, went out after, of there without a scratch. Yeah, he, he was the, the one only that, one, the only one that got, got touched. Like, <laughs> so, and then uh, a very uh, movie line happened. Like right. after it, and I'll mention so that right now. It was like it was so, like the guy, like the like in the Outsiders, mm-hmm. where they they played football together. So they were like, yeah. like they had that mutual. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. like, like we still got a brawl. Yeah, but it's that mutual thing. Yeah. So wow. uh, I uh, as the night progressed, uh, <laughs> IFV played, and we're all like singing along. Right. You know, like moshing, like slamming, whatever. Right. Like uh, amongst ourselves, you know, like just having a good time, yes. trying to like <laughs> trying to vent, like let right. out like, whatever anger we had. All you know, like inside of us and we're just having a good time and right. then one of the guys comes in like one of the 138 right. guys comes yeah. in to, to like try to like mosh but he's right. being a real fucking bro dickhead yeah. like he thinks he's at football practice and shit right, like right. trying to like like be real like uh, over right. the top like trying to compensate for something right so then like cloud just fucking clocks him i think oh no cloud's playing yeah. who the fuck clocks is it? am i allowed to say it i don't even want to I'll, say I'll, it. I'll blur names out I'll okay bleep did punched that dude in the face yeah it was a full-on like it wasn't i'm bleeping out the names i'm like if you're a patreon guys i have footage of it so basically was went and punched him in the face like like no like no moshing like where it let up he just went straight up boom he got squashed they kept i think they were still playing the guy got up and i think his homeboy came picked him up right or something like that so that was the first that was uh, the I guess first initiation situation. thing, yeah. and then and then and we're then, all flicking him off and telling him shit, right? Right, and then, and then it just so, got progressively worse after that. So then the next uh, band, the next band, uh, El Sistema nos controla, which was El Sistema nos controla, yeah, okay, ESNC. Yeah. Okay, uh, that was Enoch uh, yes. singing for that band. Uh, Irwin was on bass. Yeah, Enoch uh, of uh, Porqueria program right. fame uh, currently. Um, <laughs> Guys, if you're hearing this right now, y'all are in some deep trouble. We're incriminating everyone. <laughs> but like it, it was it was all you know, what's crazy, though, is that all of that, if you really think about it, all that hatred and, and violence was out of love, you know, because we all loved each other. Well, just one more thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Currently of Get Off Final, uh, Enoch sings for that band. Right. And then uh, Peace Decay, really great fucking band uh, from Austin um they're on beach impediment records their demo is probably one of my favorite things right really? now yeah it's fucking good uh, check, check out. out oh get a final is good too peace decay though is really really good i'm not trying to make one sound better than the other but you know right th- check out both of them you'll if you love fucking db to hardcore mm-hmm. you'll fucking love that shit but um awesome. as you're, you're saying like, no yeah i was just <clears> saying that if we're gonna be bringing up violence and and uh, how different it was back then compared to now i think the main the main moral of the story is that the reason it got so heated and people showing up with weapons and stuff because like for most of us i'll i'll exclude myself but like (laughs) but like for most of us i had no weapons i just showed up that's all we had that's literally all we had all we had was rock and roll weekend 
You get what I'm saying? That's yeah. literally like we didn't fit in in any other. I mean, I could speak for myself, I guess, but I didn't fit in in any other clique or, or thing in high school or whatever was cool at the time. Like that's literally all I had. I hung out. We, you got to remember, guys. Like I, 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 in the band I'm in now, we all, you know, we have our work schedules, we have practice schedules, we have shows. But back then, it was like we ate Jack in the Box together. We went everywhere together. Like yeah. if it, if if it wasn't all of us in the band hanging out after school, it was like two out of the three or whatever, you know, mm. or four. You get what I'm saying? So we were just together all the time, all the time, all the time. So the the reason it gets so heated in that when people come in and trying to start beef at the beef zone <laughs> <laughs> or near the beef zone is that it was literally because as whether we want to admit it or not, because we're so some badass tough guys, punk and metal. Like we loved each other. We genuinely like straight up loved each other. And we didn't want anyone outside people coming over here, threatening us or hurting us. So that's why we, <laughs> I didn't know there was like a weapon inventory, but, but Bro, that, that shit was like 300. Like when I saw like people right. showing me, they're like, Oh shit. I was like, uh, I didn't bring anything. <laughs> so I was like, I brought a hoodie. Uh, yeah. I was like, I was like yeah. okay. Yeah. We're gonna get it's gonna go down like that. At least I know, you know I'm, pro I'm protected. <laughs> the the hoodie I had was like one that is a blank hoodie that they sell every year at whatever, you know, whatever what have you store every mm -hmm. winter you have can buy a twenty dollars zip up hoodie and mine said misery I had some letters sewn on it that said misery loves company. Oh god. <laughs> I know. But then I had like a chick smiling like with paint on it. Anyways, that's what I wore to the brawl. That was my only weapon. Uh Hold on, I'm trying to look for that the hoodie I was wearing. It was a oh yeah, it's right here. <laughs> I was wearing my Gorilla Biscuits. Yes, hold you your were. Ground hoodie. You were, it, but you had the blue. But the blue one, one. I had the blue yeah, one. Yeah, not the gray me, one. He's showing me a picture right now of a gray one, but yeah. he was wearing a blue. Man, one. I miss that hoodie. But yeah, I had the hold your ground like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking biscuits. back at all this old footage, um, is that everyone had way cooler clothes than me, and like they <laughs> had like shirts of bands that I listen to now. But like back then, I was like, huh. Like, yeah, I remember someone made fun of me or kind of smirked at me or was looked at me weird one time. I was like, oh, that shirt. It's like a clockwork orange. Right. And they're like, it's the addicts. And I'm like, yeah, but that looks like from the movie. A yeah, clockwork but it's orange. like they're like, never mind, Dave. Like, just, oh, my just God. Like, you know, like, yeah. it wasn't anything like yeah, a big yeah. deal. But it was like, that's just so like I said, naive. I was yeah. and there was no real way to like there was no YouTube. Like, how am I supposed to find out about, this you know, stuff? who else played that show? Um. Uh, three and a half. Cults. Yes. Shout out Mitzi uh, singing in that band. Who she was dating the bass player at the time. Um, right? I'm I'm not too sure. Uh, well, what? well, I'm trying to remember who was in the band. Outside. Oh, Ivan, Ivan, oh, Ivan Apocalypto. Yes. <clears throat> he he was uh, not a not that many people call him. Apoc I think I'm the only one that calls him Apocalypto. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just said yeah, so but then Ivan, that, I was Ivan, like, I don't know Ivan, who that dude is. from Mission. I guess he went to high school with Joe. Is he a mechanic now? Or am I thinking of something No, else? he he's doing solar panels now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the world we live in. Uh, so, yeah, he played drums. And I remember I, I got footage of that because I think that was like one yeah, of the Yeah, they were a, like a street punk band. Yeah, they were cool. Uh, they, were, they were cool. Yeah. So, uh, El Sistema Nos Controla is playing. Mm -hmm. And you could tell it's like getting like kind of heated, whatever. Right. And then... Uh, Ray from IV gets in. Right. And then he gets in. And then like one of the dude like kind of pushes but clocks right. him too behind the head. Right. And then uh, the swarm comes in, right? And we start taking care of dudes left and right. Yes, um, dude. Okay, in the moments, cause like whatever uh, bad angle. I'm just trying to lie here. Right. I mean, I think it was a decent angle, but like, as far as like the 360 that I got of everything going down, right? 
I saw that fool get well, someone else, not me, right? Wink, but like someone else and other people like took care of that guy. Mm-hmm. And I turned to my left, uh, someone else just right. takes care of that other guy, right? And I turn to my right, someone's getting worked too. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit, dude, these guys like, are like, don't show up to the VFW with your clan of five people, dude. <laughs> like, we have five people per band. They're there. getting <laughs> pieced up. Like it was like easy work, and I was uh-huh. like, oh my god. And then, and then, uh, and then the, the security guys. guard yeah. came, and they like the security guards like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. He's like trying to separate people, and then like you see some stools flying, and then like one of the guys like was like, uh, he picked up the stool and he was like trying to like whatever and then someone's trying to bust out a switchblade right. <laughs> and then it was just like switchblade stools like you know and then like those guys got kicked out right the security guard kicked those guys out and then like we all run back towards the band we're like yeah like we yes. were celebrating like we're like the mighty ducks just won a championship like what's wild else. though is uh i showed that footage to a high school friend of mine that wasn't at the show he didn't go to shows he was real into academics and stuff back then i showed it to him recently we both live in san antonio now and he was like you know what's cool about that video dave and i was like what's up he goes the band was playing throughout the whole fight like both bands kept playing yeah it was like kind of like how like in the movie the patriot or something they have like a band playing (laughs) like (laughs) and they're doing like the assembly line shooting like it was like that we we had the music that was our it was a fight soundtrack. It was the, yeah, it, it didn't. That, the soundtrack and then the, to the, and then the best mosh pits, bro, were it was that show that like there's you know mosh pits you like your friends band people yeah, mosh, yeah. but that one was like the best mosh pit because it was like yeah we protected our home base. What was home to us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. was home, bro. Like it, like we did the security guard's job. <laughs> Thank God there was at least a security. Oh no, guard yeah, for sure. We we, we things would could have gotten mm, way more out of hand. Yeah, there's and some there's, there's some. You're right, Danny. Like that night in particular, I didn't know people had weapons, but as the months and years went on, oh my God, dude, there was some really, it could have gone really, really bad, you know? And and in some cases I literally had to be like, do not go in there right now. I know what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I think uh, you told me once, like, stop, don't do, I was like, do what? And you're like, I don't know what you're like. Oh, I stopped you one time? Yeah, one time. And I was all like, what was the weakest one, guys? No, no. But like, you know what? I'm glad you're looking out because like, uh, it was like some like, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get into it, but like, I remember I was like, what the fuck, Dave? Yeah. Like, (laughs) why are you you stopping the violence? We can't be be soft. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. (laughs) But now I'm just like my, my testosterone driven self, uh, See, at that's that why time, I'm such a hard ass now. I mean, I'm still testosterone driven, but yeah. like, you know, like uh, uh, oh, hot headed, you know, at that time, you yeah, know, we were I, I didn't understand. I yeah. was like, why is he telling me to like, stop? Like, yeah. What the fuck? And then, but now I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So things could have gotten way more out of hand. And, and like I said before, it, it now looking back, I didn't realize that at the time is because we, we loved each other. All of us somehow, even though there's always going to be some, this person is mad at this person for what it's like a weird family type deal. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there y'all wanted it. Y'all got y'all it. Got you it. got the fight. Oh, like, you know, okay. Last one, last thing, right. uh, uh, from that whole story <laughs> as a, uh, I remember it was so funny, dude. Cause it looked like it was like a fucking football game because like <laughs> we, uh, at the end of it, all of us like, mm-hmm. um, like we're like so in the VFW, you would walk in, and mm-hmm. on the on the right side, it, there'd be like a small little stage setup, and then like the center stage setup thingy, 
but in the on the on the right side there was a little room where bands would storage like their right, gear right. like until they would play it um by the end of the show a lot of the gear would be cleared out because people would just pack up you know in their cars already and shit so uh a lot of us would just hang out there you know right towards right. the end <laughs> so at the end of that show where like the show was already winding down you know right. like the pa is running but like playing music and you right. know until like the show ends you know it was right. like whatever so it was a, a bunch of us and the people that were drinking were drinking you know like the right. vfw pitchers a beer right. there you know they're all we're all they're all huddled we were all huddled you know right. it was like kind of reminiscing like right. you know like oh did you see me when i did this yeah. you know, it was like fucking stupid shit <laughs> it's like the espn <laughs> yeah like, like we're, we're, we're playing the highlights of like today oh there's that guy whatever yeah. ha, you know and we're there and then the guy the apprentice shows up oh and then we're like we were all, we're all still kind of like, yeah. there's no reason for us to be like, still kind of like, you know, on our, on our, you know, like, what do you call it? At the edge of our seats, I guess. Yeah. But we're still kind of like, we hit our guards up still. Yeah. And then he's like, it reminded me out of the Warriors, dude. It was the funniest oh, shit. He was like, man. you guys are good. And then crack, he was like, we're the best. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, it was dude. the funniest and, shit ever, man. It was funny. And I tried, and I and I I'm not. I, I mean, all, uh, and this is all out of love and respect, dude. And I got nothing. I got nothing bad to say about crack ever, you know. Uh, but I, also, I was outside because I think while there was people huddled in there, I was on the outside making sure they weren't like trying to break windows or something like oh, that. Okay, just kind of yeah. hanging out. And I there was a <clears> moment that night also. I think they were like leaving or some of the guys had left the ones that got beat up or something. And I think, uh, I was like, Hey, Hey crack. Like dude, that was crazy. Right. Like the way cloud told me crazy, like, Hey, that's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. we did the beer run in Mexico. But like crack was like, I was like, Hey dude, that, that was kind of crazy. Right. Like I didn't even know that they were all wore misfit shirts. Like I didn't, no one warned me that they were going to wear misfit. I was like some random people are going to show up that I've never seen before. And yeah. they're going to be a brawl. And then he goes, I guess they were like getting in their car and he's like, yeah, they were like, yeah, that's them over there. And they were like, I guess leaving or something. And then I was like, I was like, that's wild that they came over here just to do that. Right. And, he was, and then I remember crack said something along these lines. I may be paraphrasing or whatever. But he was like, yeah, well, if anyone comes over here to this, this venue, they better bring a fucking army. <laughs> he said something like that. And I was just like, God, badass. like I was trying to be tame, like whisper about it. He yeah. was like yelling it like that. I was like, oh shit. Or me and me and crack about to have to like kick their ass if they come back over here yeah. after we talk loud like oh my god and, uh, i did not know that it's awesome well i and and not not to you know talk about it too much but yeah, yeah. but um you know mm-hmm. i remember at the at crack's funeral i tried telling you that story because we were everyone's talking about you know the best memories they have of crack and i remember t- explaining that to you at the funeral but like it was very like now looking back it was probably inappropriate at that place because i was like remember when he was like I-, I was talking to him and he was like yeah y'all better get a fucking army and then, and then you were just like dave just lower it like like get, you know calmate kind of you know yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. we're at a funeral right now you know like there's family and all this stuff you know yeah. so and there was you know so many people there but i i was literally just trying to talk about you know some of the best memories mm-hmm i i had of him and that is one of them for sure and um the other one and i'll i guess i'll end it with this is um crack was the first person i ever saw wear a dtd shirt that wasn't adam or us oh that's true so i remember looking at it and just being so happy thinking wow i think i even said to you i was like wow dtd shirts look good on other people (laughs) (laughs) because it was just us obsessed with it and like like you said we were just starting out no one really liked us or knew us but you know all those punk bands and 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 crack and and all them you know Mm -hmm. you know 
Cloud and, and, and everyone, Rudy and all that. They were like the first ones that like, you know, would like, you know, that we actually hung out with after shows that, that not only booked us, but like we hung out too. Yeah, know? it was, um, they were the first group of people to really accept us mm-hmm. as a band, even mm-hmm. though like they probably didn't even like our music. Yeah. They were like, they kind of saw like that we were genuine people, I think. And I think they were like, cool. And then right. like, they kind of get it, got a, more of an understanding as far as like our music tastes and like what we're playing, you know? And right. I think they like kind of like uh, got into it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that, that was really cool, like getting their like approval, you know? And it was like, a mutual love. And even it, was, it wasn't a yeah. thing like we wanted their approval. Like right. we were just like, well, we're just friends, you know? It was like mutual it, love, yeah, dude. Exactly. And, I, and looking back now, I was like, damn, how was Cloud so good at bass back then? There was no YouTube. Like I'm looking at the videos now, like the tone was badass. Like yeah. his bass, I think he even had a P bass too or a jazz yeah. bass or something. So let's just wax like on some more current uh, right. things in your life for like another like 20 and then we can call yeah. it whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so you, uh, you've been living in San Antonio since when? Um, I guess more or less, I moved to San Antonio about, let's just say around 2009. Okay. So since then, like you've, uh, you, you, your first band in San Antonio was. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool questions. Um, so just so y'all know, Dave Cave exists outside of the Valley as well. (laughs) Uh, so the first band I ever was in, uh, I tried for years, dude. And these are literally not, I've had a good life, but in comparison in regards to my life these are the worst years of my life when i first moved oh, to so you meant like reset i was like jesus no, <laughs> no but you meant... <laughs> like just so you know guys i'm about to I'll die right now. my life's collapsing yeah no. by the way okay. i'm having a mental, bre- okay. mental breakdown uh, okay yeah can we talk about like the what mental breakdown is that too much oh uh, dude actually yes let's do it let's do a tell-all here's okay. another thing guys i'm you know i live in san antonio blah 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 before you moved you had before okay so check this out check this out tomorrow's not guaranteed guys so now is the time you know what i'm saying we, we're just talking about friends that are no longer here anymore so honestly my life is an open book my job i'm a drug counselor right now i get to they've seen my background check they i don't have to keep secrets like if this is the time to cancel me let's do it now <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong it's right. just uh you um did you took shrooms or acid? um so are we talking about okay? So the one before, you, before we jump into what I think I'm almost positive you're about to start talking about, I'll just say when I moved away from the valley, I tried, you know, I went to Pan Am for two years, UTRGV. Then I go over there. I'm 19, 20. So between the ages of 20 and 25 are the worst years of my life. Like mm-hmm. I did was not in a band until 25. I get sober at 25 yeah. and start a band there. So then from there, um, Anything you want to ask me between then, like between 20 and 25, yeah, let's shoot. So okay. go for it. Ask your question. And I'll oh, no, no. Answer, well, also, I'll answer. also, to add some like more yeah. background, uh, he, uh, Dave was in the in DTD until 2006. And then after that, you like moved on. Uh, right. But uh, before you moved to San Antonio, like I would see you every now and then, right? Like we would like play Blitz. Right, right. <laughs> got 64. So, but right. uh, there, there was this one time where like... Uh, uh i think you were trying to record like only forgotten and we had like little like 
like situations like that. Like, yeah, let's right. link up, record stuff, you know. Right. Because I like, went to we're film still friends, school, you know? audio yeah. school in San Antonio. So my goal was to get my feet wet and practice on my friend's stuff down here because I did like I'm an outsider in San Antonio. I didn't know anyone that would help me out. So, yeah. So before you actually, I feel like you would, you move, you lived over there, but you still kind of lived here. That's the way I kind of felt. Like, right. I would, visit, I would visit as often yeah. as possible, guys. Like, because I was working in Houston for the summer at my uncle's AC company. And then I'd go to school, blow all my money on tuition and like never really hold a job mm -hmm. at this time in my life. So, so I was I here pretty often. The last time that I felt like I, I, I feel like, I feel like when this happened, you're like, oh, okay, he moved to San Antonio for sure. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to see him for a good while. You had like a, uh, like kind of a breakdown with like involved with drugs. <laughs> you had like a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> So it was a, what, what, that was like the instance where you had gone to, what's that church? Oh God. I don't know. You yeah, don't let's just, no, let's, to, no, no, let's say it. Let's say it because. What's the name of it? I really don't. Varios? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll say it. Um, I guess the first one I went to. Okay. So as y'all may or may not know, there's a a church or organization or something called outcry in the body. And it started in San Antonio, but okay. they have multiple locations. Like most churches, they expand yeah. and have different locations that from my understanding, they have them all over the U S all over the world now, but there's one in the Valley. And I went to the one in San Antonio and at this time in my life. So I'll, I'll just put it into context. Okay, yeah. I'm at this moment in time, I'm about 24 or 25. And that, that was the ultimate meltdown. Um, there, well, there's been so many different ups and downs with drugs over the years, but the one you, you but the one you're talking yeah. about in particular is I went to this place called outcry in the body. There's a dude named Freddie Garcia. He passed away, but he wrote a book, I guess in the eighties or something and opened up a church and would literally just bring in people suffering from what they call now substance use disorder. But back then it was just like drug, they would say drug addicts, but mm -hmm. like the verbiage and everyone's so sensitive these days, they don't say that very often in the industry anymore. Yeah. So basically what he did was brought in drug addicts and let them stay at his home and they would just pray and everything through prayer, like getting people off heroin and alcohol and that, which is pretty dangerous dude because like if you're withdrawing dude like that can be yeah you deadly. need some sort of medical stuff right so. right so anyways um i go there and i'm convinced in my head at this moment in time is when i start messing with lsd because all through growing up here in the valley i would you know primarily drink alcohol smoke weed do cocaine uh didn't really mess with pills really there's some over-the-counter ones I used to get high off of, but I don't want to promote it. No, so, I don't. But yeah. basically, those were the main things I did. Yeah. Those. yeah. But then <clears throat> in San Antonio, I, I took... So anyways, I take some LSD, uh, and uh, this is the era... I'm 24, 25, messing with LSD for the first time. And um, I'm pretty heavy into social media at the time. Like, Instagram's barely coming out. I didn't have it yet. But, like, I was always on social media and always getting sad and comparing myself to others and... I've always been proud of you, dude, over the years, and I've said it over the years that you, you, you know, like I said, between 20 and 25 are the worst years of my life. I wasn't active in a band. I didn't really have any real direction, just a lot of failure in regards to school and grades and finding a steady job, whatever, right? 
Um, none of my goals were coming true, but I always looked at you, whatever band you were in, and I was like, damn, he's still doing it. Like, that means I can still do it. I just don't know anyone up here in San Antonio, and no one would take me serious because I'm out of my damn mind. Mm -hmm. So I take some, you know, start messing with LSD for the first time, and that's when I go to the Outcry and the Barrio there. Then somewhere up there, they say something about how Jesus never left 200 miles from his home, and I looked on a map, and I was like, oh, my God, the valley McAllen is 210 miles away. I need to go back to the valley now. And I like escape from the place. Holy shit. And th this place is like, like there's no locks on the doors. There's no fences. They always tell you like, if your life was so much better, if you don't like the way we do things here and your life was so much better out there, just, you can leave whenever you want. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. And looking back now, that's a whole nother story, but I'm just like, whoa, it's kind of, yeah, weird. But yeah. anyways, um, I leave, I go to the one in the valley. And then this is the time where I'm like, reaching out to all my old friends. I'm like, Hey, I'm moving back for real this time. Like I'm a changed man. Like I'm off drugs forever. And I'm like, I want all my friends to go to heaven or something. And then like, should I just go into more detail? Yeah. I okay. mean, cause there's, you, you thought, okay. Like, so like, okay. Oh my God, dude, there was so many things going on. And, and you thought someone was trying to kill you. <laughs> I remember not, that. not one, like multiple. You thought the government, I, okay, actually, can I hear your side of the story? Because all I'm going to say is at this point, I'm delusional. I think I'm some changed man, yeah. sober off drugs, which I kind of am. But my brain is so fried from months of doing, you know, LSD. Yeah. Okay. Weed. So you start tripping and you said I'm that manic. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're calling. You're like messaging. I think messaging. I don't know. For sure you're calling. And yeah. you're saying like the government is like trying to kill you or something. Right. About, like, there's something about your, like something involving your sister. Oh. And there's some sort of symbolism that you saw. Right, like, right. Okay. And yeah. I was very confused, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. And then <laughs> and then you and then you started yeah. saying your goodbyes to people. Oh. And yeah. You like gave me a Bible. Yes, that's and, what like, I wanted to talk okay, about. Because okay, okay. that's all I really remember. Okay, get to okay. that and okay, then I'll say my side. Okay. Oh wait, actually. No, keep going, keep going. Okay, keep going. So you show up to my house. And I think your mom like was, was driving you right, and like you right. came by and you gave me like a okay, you gave me a Bible and then you gave me like some sort of letter. Oh, or I, I think a letter. I don't know. Give me some paper right. or something. Maybe you just left the paper accidentally in the Bible. I don't know what it was. Oh, it really, I was like, it, I want to show you this verse before I. I think, I think it was like a drawing or like, I don't remember. Cause I was just like, what the fuck is going on? So you gave me the Bible and there's a paper in there. I don't even yeah. know if it was intended for me. Right. Right. And then like, Oh, everything back then was for sure. Intended, okay. But if we so, try and decipher it now, who knows? yeah, it wouldn't make, it wouldn't make sense. And then, uh, you sounded super manic and you said, I want to go buy it, dude. dude I'm, I'm like, I'm like a couple blocks down. I'm going to go buy. I was like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> just yeah. like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And I thought you're gonna come alone. And then I was like, dude, I mean, I love him. I don't like, <laughs> and, but like, I don't know. I know this is not him right now. Yeah. And I don't know what state he's in. Right. And I don't know if he's like, I know he wouldn't hurt me. Right. But I'm just going to prepare myself in case he does. <laughs> So then, like, I just, like, put a knife in my pocket. And I was like, I, I really... Keep in mind, guys, I didn't know this. Like, I remember giving him the Bible and all that. But I did not know about the knife in the pocket. Anyways, I'm ruining so, the story. So, go, so, for it, so go for it. So I'm like, I'm going to um, put a knife in my pocket. I mean, I have really, like, 100% yeah. want have no intention on using it. But, right. God, you know, like, yeah. I, I just want to feel safe, you know, knowing <laughs> that I have that there. This right. the Dave shows up and he's like, "What are you? Just, I don't know what you're going off about." And yeah. I'm just like, "Fuck!" I'm like, kind of like freaked out. And right. then like, you just look manic, looking around, like going 100 miles per hour, like right. talking. And then yeah. you hand me the Bible, and then like, you give me a grapefruit. 
I did. Or like a fruit, like an apple or something or an orange. Oh, and I was shit. like, what the fuck? And then I was like, okay, dude, I, I no disrespect, but right. I threw it away because I was like, <laughs> like I was kind of like, it's some like Cinderella shit. I, I threw the the fruit you gave me, I threw it away because I was like, wow, I, don't I actually don't going. remember that part, guys. Yeah. I remember the Bible, but I don't remember. You the, gave me a piece of fruit too. And then right. you're like, look, man, I know it's like, I you're kind of self-aware right. too. And you're like, I know it's sound crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're, uh, you probably like want to like stab me or something. And no, like, no, said, I think I remember. What'd what you I, say? I used okay, to tell the line okay, that line. This is what was going on. I Like you said, I thought people were trying to kill me. I thought some type of government agency or some type of assassins were trying to kill me because I had been researching a lot of stuff online regarding UFOs and aliens. So I thought that's why I thought they were after me. And so when I was explaining to you, I was giving the re, remember, guys, I'm out of my damn mind. Um, my brain is sobering up. And if you're an active uh, user of a substance and you get sober for a day or two, you're actually more crazy than you are on the drug like i'm only sober not even a day or two at this point or three or whatever i give danny the bible and i tell him i think these are my words and correct me if i'm wrong i i thought people were trying to kill me so i go i tell you um look i just want you to have this bible i'm about to go back to outcry in the barrio and i my plan at the time was to live there the rest of my life shit like i was like i was saying goodbye to everyone when Mm -hmm. i said goodbye i was Mm -hmm. saying goodbye to everyone because i didn't know what type of crazy activity I was going to go to or what city they were going to send me to, to evangelize or whatever. Right. Uh, (laughs) Wow. It's so crazy. Just speaking out loud about this. But anyways, I give you the Bible and I guess I gave you a grapefruit or something too. Cause I I always liked giving people food. Even to this day, I love feeding people. So that was my way of like peace offering or something. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and I loved you and respected you and I had no intention of harming you whatsoever. I just thought that you were, of if I only had three Bibles, who would I give them to? And you were one of them. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. And then there was a passage I was obsessed with, or whatever. And That's then it. You you, I, you marked something. Yeah. Yeah. There was a passage I was really obsessed with. I'll just say it on there. I think if to this day, if I'm not mistaken, it's Corinthians three thirteen. First mm-hmm. Corinthians three thirteen. Not that I'm. That's a whole other story about my religious beliefs now or whatever. But that's uh, I don't identify or as anything right now. But anyways, what I'm getting at is. When I said, I was like, I, I gave my life to Jesus, Danny, and I know that that uh, he loves everyone on this earth, including you. And even if I were to die today, if you were to kill me, I said, yeah, well, you I said, said that. I said, that. I looked at you. I was like, even if you were to kill me, because I was like, I was like, you would never kill me. But I was like, even if you killed me or anyone killed me, because I was I thought they were some a car around the corner was listening yeah. To me, so I said, even if you killed me, Danny, like I would go to heaven. I know that right now. But just so y'all know, don't kill me because <laughs> I probably won't go to heaven if you kill me. So that was back then, uh, three days sober. But what's so cool about all of that, dude, is um, I think within that week, yeah, you know, I you know probably smoked pot one more time, and I haven't drank alcohol or done any drugs since then, which yeah. is at least an upside to the psychoticness that you had to see, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, you were in San Antonio for a good while, and I was like, "Oh shit, he, like, you you had mood, but I kind of felt like this was the official official move." Oh you know, like, wow, you know what I'll mention too? Oh wow, that's so awesome you mentioned that, bro, because this this slips my mind sometimes. It, actually, I wouldn't have remembered unless you I did this interview today. Mm-hmm. After that day, I gave you that Bible, and I went back to San Antonio uh, to outcry in the barrio again for a little bit. 
like a week or something, or actually I only lasted like two days that last time. But anyways, I've been sober since then. I was too embarrassed to come back. Oh, shit. I was too embarrassed because the people I love the most had, had seen me the craziest here, down here. And um, also in the industry, um, I'll just say it too. I'm not supposed to really talk about this, but, you know, in the uh, sober community of, you know, 12-step program, Narcotics Anonymous or what have you, those Alcoholics Anonymous type deals, they tell you, you need to change your people, your places and things. And I wasn't mentally or physically strong enough or had the will to say no because it was always a vacation when I came down here. Mm-hmm. I was always, I would be doing good a little bit. I'd be sober a week or a month up there. And then I come down here and be like, oh, it's my friends. It's my family. How do I say no? Like it was like a party's on when I come down here. So I had to stay. I, dude, I literally didn't come to the Valley for two years. That's right. Yeah. It was two years, bro. So that looking back now, that's insane. Like a little hidden secret uh, during the pandemic, I came down here a lot. <laughs> like, like I come to the Valley as much as I can now. Dude. Yeah. Like, um, but at that moment in time, I was not mentally, um, at the best, even in sobriety, dude, it was, it was just as hard. The last two years of being on drugs in my life was just as hard as two years being sober after that mm-hmm. as equally as hard, different challenges and stuff. So that's what the main reason I didn't come back down for two years and maybe it hit everyone like, wait, what happened to David? He went insane. And, and now he's in San Antonio. He's been there two years. Is he even there? Like yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. why. And I got off all social media yeah. at the time because I didn't want nothing to do with it because I, I felt that it was uh, not good for my mental health. And if you're not in a band or trying to sell some type of product as an artist, you shouldn't have that stuff. Oh dude, if I did not have the things I yeah. have right now, as far as like, right bands or like uh, anything that i need social media for i would not fucking be there right like i go on that cesspool of an app of facebook and i'm just mm-hmm. like god i like right. eat, like ugh, i just don't even like being there like you're looking at things like if, yeah. if there's anything like i go on there for i mean like you know immediate family stuff right. or like see what new bands are coming out like and as far a, as like it's Facebook a group sword, in, you know? bro. Yeah. even to this day i i still you know struggle with it and there's new apps and all this stuff like but the main thing for me is that's i and you i steal this quote from you danny you told me things i remember i called you a couple of times before i came down and you were like maybe that's exactly what you needed in your life at that time like the peace of mind i had the two years even though it was a struggle like become learning to be an adult and pay bills and all that my first two years of sobriety, I had no social media. And then I joined, I think it was, actually, I take that back. It was about a year of no social media, nothing like that. Then I joined my first band in San Antonio of people that I met mm-hmm. at these drug meetings. And it's all different. We all listen to diff- different types of music. So it wasn't a hardcore band or a punk band mm-hmm. or anything I grew up with. But I just wanted to be in a band with sober people. And uh, that's a whole nother story, a whole nother topic. But what I'm getting at is that... Um, I don't know what I'm getting at with that. <laughs> is 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 uh, okay? So the no social media part is that once I joined that band, it was like we got the drummer. Me and the guitarist were on the same page. Like no social media, it's bad for your mental health. But then we get a drummer who's younger than us. He's like, dude, are you stupid? Like my brother's in a band right now playing shows at Carova and White Rabbit or you know, Paper Tiger now. And he's like, dude, you have to be on social media. Are y'all stupid? Like there's no way we're gonna get shows. So we get back on. I make a new Facebook page, and to this day, uh, everyone on my Facebook page is someone that I've met in real life, shook hands with, played shows with, like people that I know. 
like I don't have, I don't, if you look it up, I have less than a hundred or a hundred or 111 or something, you know, like, so, cause I can't handle, I can't handle personnel. Now there's like band accounts and stuff that I can sneak into or whatever, but like, that's all, like you said, business related. And everyone that is on there is like all artsy, fartsy too, you know? So, so that's where I'm getting at. I had a lot of peace of mind that first year with no social media, but then I joined my first band and kind of have to get back on. And then at the same time, even though I had a lot of peace of mind, I also didn't know what the hell was going on. Like I missed the show. Like I was like, what? I was like, what? Tsunami bomb got back together and played a show here. No one told me. I was like, dude, it was all over Facebook and that. I'm like, dude, like I missed out on so many cool shows in San Antonio and Austin or finding out what you guys, I remember I texted you cause I had your number. I didn't even know reinforce had just released a new release. And I was like, Oh, I got a job. I'm planning on going to visit or, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know anything that was going on unless you called me or texted me. And it's still kind of like that to this day, you know, so, but, but with social media. So I try and limit myself as much as possible. One of the things I'm really happy about, like from being like in multiple bands and like playing from like, uh, here, or like out of town, whatever, whenever I would get someone in a band that I'm in mm-hmm. and then they met other people that I knew, mm-hmm. but they didn't know. And then somehow all my oh, friends are like yeah. just friends. And I'm yeah. like, yo, this is so weird how like yeah. all this works. So when I found out that you, Boncho and Alex, right. uh, originally from Laredo, like started like hanging out and that like hearing from Boncho that you and Alex like started like clicking, whatever. Right. Uh, Alex Longoria. Uh, shout out Alex shout Longoria. Out. If y'all need to buy or sell a house in the yeah. San Antonio area, we are here for you 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the bands he's been in. Take Sponsored your shot. by Man Shade. Laredo <laughs> back in the day. Uh, Stringency. Red Alert. Um, Did you already say? Black Hand. Full Contact. Oh yeah, full contact. Uh, he played in Flawless Victory for a while too. That's right. That's right. Uh, he's currently in Realms of Death and sings for As I Dose Myself. Yes. So uh, I've known Alex like since 2006 ish around mm-hmm. there, maybe 2005 around there. Like, right. and then uh, oh, I've known you forever. And then right. I met Boncho when he joined Reinforce slash right. Regulate, like in 2009, right. 10 around there. So it's weird that like how all these people that I've met throughout the years suddenly are in a oh, band so together. It's all about you. It is Jay. all about me. Yeah, I brought <laughs> y'all together. Yeah. Right. I, that, that, I, I, so that means I need 10% whatever y'all make. Okay. So which is like negative $5 I'm a day. I'm inheriting your debt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can have it. Please take 20. <laughs> so how'd y'all link up, bro? Okay. Yeah. So again, like you said, Boncho joins, you know, reinforce regulate back then. Um, you know, I was still kind of, you know, drinking, smoking, bud a little bit at the time still. And uh, I'm just incriminating. Everyone, but uh, <laughs> but uh, what, I, what I'm getting at is like, you know, the after parties or the pre shows, um, you know, I was still pretty involved whenever I would come down, like to hang out with y'all. Not that I like played shows or was in a band at yeah, that you time, just hang but out, yeah. hang out. And that's where I originally met Boncho was, well, I think, right, I, yeah. at, uh, can, am I allowed to say this, at Andre's house? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, m- I met him there, I believe. And um, this is still MySpace era where Facebook is about to take over. So I see that Wolfie becomes friends with Boncho. And then I'm like, and then I meet him in real life that same day. So it was like one of those weird oh, okay. things where like yeah. internet notifications slash you meet them in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I met him then and, you know, we, you know, drink 
together or whatever, hang out and joke around. You know, he's just he's just a real lovable shout out, Pancho Tequilas. He's you know he's a I don't know his plug-in names or whatever, but he's, he does artwork if y'all need any digital stuff. Kind of like um, George from Cold Pizza. You know, mm-hmm. Bancho does a lot of, you know, video, um, digital art, whatever. But he's a very loving guy, very easy to get along with, very um, very talented, man. Very talented at, at, at songwriting and, and keeping things simple, yet how we want to do it. Mm-hmm. at the same time so anyways met him back then uh would see him here and there throughout the years of course i have that mental episode that we just talked about and lose track of everyone really and as i'm getting back into the social media world i had his personal number so i texted him and i, I, t- I literally texted like 10 people like hey i'm in a band now i'm back on social media and he was one of the original 10 or 20 mm-hmm. you know and uh, he had moved. I didn't know this at the time. I just knew he moved up north and he was moving back to Texas. They were getting transferred and they didn't. They w- I think they were trying to move back to the valley. But then Crystal's job, Crystal is Pancho's girlfriend. And uh, they got transferred to San Antonio. And I was like, yeah, y'all can, you know, live with me till y'all find a place or whatever, you know. Uh, and that's basically what my house is over there in San Antonio. It's the halfway house, pretty much like before <laughs> while people are in between apartment moving yeah. or whatever. It's always and I love it. I love it. It's everything I've ever wanted and dreamed of. And all the characters over the years has been awesome. So Bancho was a character there. And he even said at the time I was playing in a band called Medusa Complex. They're still a band. I'm just not in the band anymore. Same thing. We're, we're cool with each other. But uh, uh, I told Bancho, dude, this is some I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but um, he's like, I'm moving back to center. Oh, I can't wait to, till you, till you move down, man. And he was like, he's like, I was like, and he's like, I've been working on some songs. And I was like, I already knew, like I knew Pancho moving back to San Antonio, regardless if he moved in with me or they found an apartment, we were going to jam together. Yeah. Like no brainer. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't even about if it was when. Yeah. And then he goes, I have some songs. And I was like, yeah, drummers are hard to find. And I say this, I say this on the phone, half serious, half joking. I go, we'll just steal the drummer from my band. And it hung up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we try out a couple of other drummers and it just so happens like, you know, Jared, you know, did two bands, was doing both bands yeah. when we started. And, and we were always like the side chick, like Medusa Complex was the main band yeah. that Jared played shows with all the time when I was in there. And we, I was busy with school at the time, UT, at University of Texas, San Antonio. So we were all busy schedules. We didn't really... Boncho would work on the songs when I wasn't home. I'd come home. He's like, I wrote a new song. So Boncho, me, and Jared. Jared, thank you. Love you. Uh, he just got dragged along without even really asking. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, he was, <laughs> and he doesn't have a car. So like, it's like we kind of trick him. Like, hey, you want us to pick you up from work? You, you want to get some food? Oh, by the way, we have some songs. Like, we're just going to stop at my house real quick. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, love you to death, Jared. Love mm-hmm. Boncho to death. And uh, as we're writing these songs, um, I've always been involved uh so my god i've always done poetry i've always written you know my feelings (laughs) my feelings and i've always done like some type of poetry over the years even when i was in discard the dead i always like wrote lyrics or or poems or what have you just 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 to let it out yeah um and so when we were writing lyrics for the songs and i try i remember i'll never forget it's funny it was like thanksgiving two years ago like prior to the pandemic and stuff and uh, I had like my cousin and my aunt come over and I was like, man, my band's going to be practicing. It was the first time, like we had wrote the songs and we would jam them musically all the time, but I had never sang and played at the same time. 
And I just had like the lyrics written on a paper and I didn't realize how different it is. Like you can't just play a show or just like think that it's going to be fine if you play guitar and bass and sing at the same time, you know, because yeah. we hadn't practiced it like that. We practiced instrumental and I was just like, wow, it was supposed to be me, <clears throat> lead vocals and Boncho backup vocals, but none of us had ever done either in any band we've ever been yeah. in. So when we played there and my aunt and my cousin were looking at us like, dude, you're in your thirties and this is what you're doing now. Like, mm. like you suck so bad and I, I've sucked so bad. And I was like, we need a singer bad. So that's when uh, we had already bumped into Alex at a show. Wolfie played, uh, he played an acoustic set downtown and Alex showed up and he was telling me about bands he was in in Laredo. And I was like, I told him and Pancho was like, Hey, he was in DTD or discard the dead, whatever. And then we found out that we have a bunch of mutual friends and, but that the era that he was playing VFW had already moved to San Antonio. So yeah. we just like missed each other by like a month or year or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, but we hit it off real good and I, he had a lot of goals in his personal life and we just have so many similarities. Alex Longoria, you know, I love him so much. And uh, I think kind of like stealing your quote again, dude, I think everything happened exactly the way it happened um, at that point in time is what I needed and I still need to this day, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we all linked up. Boncho, I, and Alex st stole a drummer from a band <laughs> I was in and... Uh, funny, ironically enough, uh, Jared grew up like in a church community upbringing. So he moved around a lot, kind of like similar to like a military kid. Mm -hmm. And he actually graduated from Harlingen High School, even though. What? <laughs> yeah. So we're all 956 graduates. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 I love it, dude. It's it's honestly, I can honestly say um, it's the smoothest um, funnest band I've ever been in. But at the same time, you being here, it's like, I can't even compare that because that was like my cherry being popped. <laughs> so it's like, that's always going to be like, you'll never forget your first kiss. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, I may be doing the politically correct thing. You want to forget your first kiss, your first brawl. Right. Your first, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no way in hell you're, and you know what? You're right. Looking back on it, like you're kind of like everyone, met through you pretty much in this project pretty much you know? yeah yeah and i just through think, the eras and stuff yeah. so um yeah like uh i noticed that when was it i don't know like when we first y'all first started jamming it released like mm -hmm. girls first uh release i was mm -hmm. like holy shit i met these dudes like at different times yeah and then, like because one of the, my things is like every time because i don't know i feel like it was uh well you and poncho like you know um i know y'all had met like when I was there, mm -hmm. but the thought of my head, my head, like it was like the head exploding emoji. Yeah. yeah. Like you and Alex hanging out and talking. Yeah. I was like, they met and I wasn't there, you know? <laughs> like I was like, Oh, that's so funny. You mentioned that because I was, I stayed at Adam's house when we were, you know, releasing the first EP or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Boncho and I both went to Adam's stayed one weekend. We had, you know, this is during the, I shouldn't even be saying this was a pandemic. My no one, my job didn't even know I was down there. We're it's working fine. From home, yeah, but anyways, um, Adam said something. We know we were just talking about, you know, we were doing a dead talks or something. We brought up something and, and Adam was being all, uh, but in a fun way, he wouldn't talk like this in public, but because it was us just friends, he goes, yeah, you know, I see something in people and I know when to link people up. Kind of like, kind of like how we got you Longoria, Dave. He said it like that. He was like, we got you Longoria. And I was like, hey, 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 I got Longoria on my own. 
<laughs> it was just kind of like we both looked at each That's other. It's like, like a tug of war. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, like, I worked for this on my own. It's like if, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like if uh, someone got, like, like got you your first job and then they're taking credit for your second job. Or yeah. I don't know. Like, it's yeah, it I was one you, of those, yeah. like, I was like, hey, 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 like, I called him. I got his number at the bar when we met Wolfie. Like, <laughs> I reached out to him to do vocals. Like, that was all me. But, like, he wouldn't have gone if he didn't know Wolfie or met you all. Or, you know, mm, so, like, yeah. we're, we're all we're all equal parts in, in this chaos of a band. Um, and when I mean chaos, it's, like, just us letting out everything we got outside of our personal lives, you know, like, yeah. cause you know, we all get tied up with work or whatever, you know? So yeah. it's, it's our passion project. So, um, I think it's right now it's a good point to like, yes. stop, right? Yeah. Think? Okay. So before we go though, like, is there anything you want to plug anything you want to mention? Um, I was trying my best not to talk about as I dose myself. I mean, because I was like, uh, let's just keep it about us because I don't want to sound like one of those. By the way, blah 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 blah. I mean, plug it. Who cares? Yeah, Um, I would say just I'll shout out just Longoria again, man. Uh, He's an inspiration to me. He's doing real estate. So you want to drop his at for his real estate? Yeah, I don't know his his at whatever, but um, I'll pull it up right now. You know what? I have his card. Go we'll get it. Ooh, where, but I don't have my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'm so detached. But yeah, I'll shout out Alex. Um, um, you know what? If you just message, just, okay, just it, I got it. Oh, okay. you got it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, just hit up Alex Longoria Realtor on Instagram, right. and right. he can help you out as far as uh, <clears throat> by, by uh, working for his bio says his bio <laughs> says working for buyers, sellers, renters, investors in San Antonio, Texas. Yes. Broker through Real Broker LLC. Right. Spreading PMA. Click the link. LongoriaRealtyGroup.com. Yes, that's it. I'd say plug him in there. And um, man, dude, um, I think I just want to. I'll put dude, the link I, to your band at the end. Yeah, in the like I, I don't to. honestly, I don't really want to promote my band. I would like to promote just I just want to say like. First of all, I'm upset that you barely asked me to be on an episode now. Like, it took all this time because I was always so jealous. Anytime you'd interview someone, I'm like, and who the hell's that guy? Like, wh- where was he when this, this, and this happened? So, I just want to say thank you to everyone over the years, man. You know, I just bumped into an old friend, you know, earlier today that I hadn't seen in years and just catching up with everyone, man. So, like, if you need to get a hold of me for anything, um, and especially we go way back and you want to, if we've met in real life before, you're either on my Facebook already or just add me or um, if you need someone, yeah, I want to throw out just like, you know, mental health is now seen very differently uh, as it was back then to today. Like, you know, the whole machismo culture, like a blah, 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 tough guy, like don't, don't tell anyone about your problems or whatever. But like, if y'all have any questions about uh, maybe wanting to be sober or uh, how I did it or if you just you just need someone to talk to dude because that's really what this all boils down to bad the, when you when you struggle with mental health or drug use which is what I'm talking about in my personal life is that people just really need someone to talk to sometimes and to fill that void you know so if you just need someone to talk to man I'm I'm all ears um I'm a drug counselor now so like it's nothing new to me, <laughs> you know, like there's nothing yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can tell me, dude. That's going to like me be like, uh, I'm never talking to you again. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so that, that's basically all I really want to plug in. And I just want to say thank you to everyone over the years who's thrown shows and you know, you, you know, 
Danny the McNasty podcast, Adam, you know, all the shows. Oh, Adam is going to get pissed if I don't say the tacos, man. Rift Valley Tacos. <laughs> um, last time I did an episode, uh, and we were talking about your favorite taco place to go to, and me and Longoria were on the episode, and we didn't even bring up Adam not even once. <laughs> he was just like, you're just, I was like, yeah, we only we only talk about like sellout corporations, Taco not our Bell, friends. Bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly shout out taco bell um so yeah i just want to i just really want to say thank you any band we've ever that i've ever you know got to play with anyone who's ever booked as i dose myself or medusa complex or dtd over the years and and or and all just everything all connected together dude i i can't the list is too long dude we'll have um, a what we can have like a, a two-part episode like yeah. a, we'll record another this won't be the only episode we have because we and you have a lot of stories right yes and uh, the one i really wish we could have gone into was uh when i booked agitator and wrong answer at your house oh okay <laughs> shout out to those guys <laughs> oh that was, wow. that was a fun show <laughs> Actually, we need Pancho in on that story because oh, yeah, he played that show. Yeah. So. And he had like his stories of his own. Yes, <laughs> some behind the scenes. But if you're a Patreon, guys, you can get this. <laughs> All right. But, we'll go into... into yeah, oh, well, you're done? You're um, done. Yeah. Um, we'll do a part two if there's anything else. Shout, <laughs> out, like, uh, shout, uh, shout out to the band mascot over the years, uh, 65, the dog Aww. that's no longer here on Earth. But um, shout out to everyone who got to meet that dog. And Grotto Records and, and Grotto Records, yes. So, yeah, love you all. And if you're hearing this, you got you are blessed with my voice. <laughs> all right, catch you on the next one. Yeah. <laughs>